0: everybody, and welcome to episode 535 of Vig Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparas, coming to you from the Chris Parker Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you wanted to be the you, Parker Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash lasertime and join us at the
1: $20 level. Who's joining me now? Ah, uh, formerly Amazing
2: Larry, now just sad. Chris Antista. And mecha-licka-hi, mecha-hiney-ho, Matthew Allen. And nobody said, else, me. because we're too
0: <laughs> sad for a guest this week. The great Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee-wee Herman, has has passed off this mortal coil, shuffled it off, I guess, after six years of secretly battling with cancer. So,
1: R.I.P. Evidently is how you do it. Uh, yeah, uh, I was obsessed with Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I was pretty obsessed with his show, and I can easily say I think he was the first non-cartoon person I was incredibly obsessed with the movie came out when I was five my dad had the foresight to take me to see it it instantly became one of my favorites when we had that video store with only like 20 VHS's for children I rented it like every other week I have the movie memorized I can recite every line from it it's a fucking masterpiece and yeah I think Pee Wee got that that sting on Pee Wee because they they tried to take him away from us twice Mm mhm and uh, he he kept finding a way back, I think, from, no, no, he's not a pedophile. He's actually a very friendly person, and everybody has great stories with him yeah. and their kids. Every,
0: everybody talks about him remembering birthdays. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, I met him once, and he called me every year on my birthday or texted me and sent me funny stuff. like the, it, And, like, from celebrities who've talked about, you know, their friendships with him, that's one thing they all mention. is like, yeah, every birthday he'd call me. I, I think,
1: yeah. It, peewee at its core is an eternal kid but like Mm -hmm. if you look at that first movie it's like how much he enjoyed being a kid his room Mm -hmm. is like scott pilgrim of the 1950s but then he goes downstairs and eats very specifically mr t cereal because any kid would find that awesome in 1985 absolutely and Mm -hmm. i would Mm all i would also like to go back to mr t peewee herman jim varney what happened to people like I didn't know who Paul
0: Rubens was for
1: like a decade. Yeah,
0: I just, like, we, we talked about this a bit before the show, but it's like, I don't know if it was because I was a kid or because that was his public image, but I just assumed that Pee Wee Herman was a real person, that like, he had, i uh, yeah. sure his, his birth name was Paul Rubens, but then he had adopted the name Pee Wee Herman, and that's who he was. Like, I never mm, yeah. thought mm-hmm. about, this is a character this man is playing. It's just like, oh yeah, Pee Wee Herman, that weirdo with the show. Like like he was Mister Rogers or something something like his public yeah, persona I think
1: I was think it, him. In the movie, he's credited as Pee-wee Herman. Yeah, he, the the writer is Paul Rubens, ah. but uh, mm. and well, his, that, his, his, Walk of Fame star says Pee-wee Herman,
2: not Paul Rubens. I, I... I feel like that is a certain brand of celebrity. Like they just so become. That character, like it was shocking to me, and it was kind of doubly shocking. You guys probably remember, like after his first scandal, the the movie uh, theater one where he you came can't back, jerk off
1: we... in a jerk off movie theater. Oh, <laughs> and <laughs> we were numerical. talking
2: about like how at the time it seemed like, oh man, it's forever since he came back, and turns out it was like only a calendar year. But he came back in that Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, playing for the first time as I had seen him on film, a non Peewee person. character, yeah. and, and it, it was pretty much his. Kind of his normal voice, you know, kind of, obviously, with adaptations, yes. like, drawn out to be kind of a scumbag, but it's like, oh, that's how he sounds it's like he's... That was, his I name. think that, that
1: that character is actually very close to the actual Paul Rubens, which I don't think I saw again outside of talk shows until, like, the end of the Reno 911 movie. Sorry to spoil the first Reno 911 movie how for you. How dare you. you. Um, well, he was, he was the benefactor, in uh, Mystery dad Yes, yes, he's as a Mystery Man as well. He's
0: a farting character who's gross this is true Mm -hmm.
1: and if you haven't seen like one of Pee-wee's first performances it's I I caught it randomly on Encore my fucking dollar store HBO that we had on our cable plan he's I think he's cursing a lot but he still is Pee-wee he's playing like a Pee-wee character same haircut Uh, he's wearing a Mater D outfit so it looks very much the same Mm -hmm. oh and I just saw what we do in the shadows where he plays he plays that vampire in the council (laughs) tip of the hat to that episode, by the way, because they just had people play their real names but steal the IP from every movie that they're Mm. in.
0: (laughs) Wesley Snipes coming in on Zoom or whatever. Yeah, His name
1: is Wesley, but he's a Daywalker half-vampire. Very clever to avoid
2: paying rights to anyone. (laughs) Well, that's one thing about Pee-Wee. I actually kind of made this realization, I think it was today or yesterday, with you guys. I'm like, I just realized he was cut from a very similar cloth to a John Waters, right? Yes. Like they're both of this very specific time, both similar ages, around seventy, and mm-hmm. their influences were kind of obviously growing up in the fifties and sixties, but things like Vincent Price, but then they had this yes. punk side to them too. Like yeah. Pee Wee was very much like he Like yes, kind of like the character he was playing was very square with the suit and the bow tie and stuff, but it's like he was as punk as you can get. Like that is that is like a subsection of punk rock, you know? It had um, an it
1: it had an indie art feel. If you've ever seen the original performance, like it it is it is subversive, like considerably more so than what Pee Wee became and uh yes and if you ever, if the people who love him are all artists i respect deeply and dearly oh yeah
2: you guys shared uh, a story with like that scott thompson had about him one of my favorite yeah. comedians of all time like oh my god but like, yeah. Yeah, after who still bullshit... plays a Buddy character and tours with it, and I'm so disappointed I missed it last time he was touring with Buddy. A- after
0: one of his scandals that he had called and left a message on Scott Thompson's answering machines, like, well, I got nothing else to lose, so we might as well be friends.
2: <laughs> we're both we're both people who have been involved
1: in scandals. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that, I can't, like, I, I, I've seen the clip a hundred thousand times. He gets arrested for beating off... He's he's bearded and has long hair. Looks really creepy right. in that mugshot. Looks looks like but, his character
2: in Buffy. <laughs>
1: but not unlike uh, Kevin Clash after the Elmo scandal, he had the next two seasons in the can already. So they kept airing. But Pee-wee didn't appear in public until that MTV Movie Awards. And I rewatched the clip, and it is hilarious that he first starts with. Heard any good jokes lately? (laughs) And like, heard any good jokes lately? (laughs) No, no. Because
3: seen any good movies lately? That was the (laughs) joke.
1: No, it was heard any good jokes lately? Because Uh, I thought it was uh, seen late night. night. Even fucking the news was making Pee Wee Herman jerking off jokes. The schoolyard late night talk shows. But before that, if you watch that clip, it is two minutes of a standing ovation. People who thought this man was gone. People who might have been in the demo for Pee uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse first season. Are now in the MTV demographic. They lose their fucking minds at Pee-wee, and I'll stop talking about it just because I, I I have a Paul Rubens doll to this day. I have a Pee-wee Herman doll. Yeah, this day I've, I've taken it with me across too. the country several times. Um, I haven't been this bummed out since Robin Williams, but and it was just like the seventy. And something happened to time. because I know know, because it's happened to millennials, too. It may be COVID. It may be the internet. Like, how was he 70? I'm like, because he started acting in his late 20s and became famous in his early 30s. And
2: that was 40 years ago. That's how that happens. (laughs) And then I told you guys I had this strange realization about (laughs) this is how far I've, I've fallen is like, now my goal in life is to look as good as Pee Wee Herman did at 70. It's like, he looked amazing. He did not look 70 whatsoever. It was, it's just, yeah, took yeah, care of himself. So shape. You,
0: you might be wondering at this point in the show, what does any of this have to do with i uh, Just make the headline clear. In, in addition to us being a bunch of nostalgia-addled Gen Xers, Pee Wee Herman, uh, Linda, sorry, please. Paul Rubens, has been in a number of video games. Actually, depending on how you count, six or seven of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we thought it would be fun. Actually, Matt thought to make this episode's top five about Paul Rubens's roles, as we've done for you know other dead celebrities that we loved, like Lance Reddick, uh, most recently. And this has well, been we, kind we, of illuminating. We did a laser
1: time about it, just because when you when somebody dies and you miss them and you've been following them for years. We did a laser time about being able to find one of their lost performances in a video game. It's been—it's like a twenty-year miracle that has happened several times. You can always find a final performance you may have not have seen from someone you love in a game, and you didn't know they were there. Huh? And Pee Wee did a bunch.
0: Oh yeah, he did—he did a ton. Well, no, no, he mm-hmm. did exactly six. Um, <laughs> one of them was Jokey Smurf in the Smurfs Two video game, but that feels a bit underutilized because, from what I can tell, it's mostly barks. But uh, we are just going to dive in with...
3: Number five. Mr. Move, move, Dark Knight. You're as good at video games as you are at crime fighting. I make it a point to prepare for all possible contingencies. Uh, you just backflip. I want to backflip. Which <laughs> <laughs> button punches? Why do I keep jumping? Why do I keep jumping?
1: You're just button mashing. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah, Diedrich That's Bader, so one of the better Batmans. Ah, yes, true. In in it's which true. game? Batman: Brave and the Bold.
0: Yes, Batman: a, Brave and the Bold. So, uh, a this show. Is...
1: By the way, I discovered through this game. Really, I mean, you like, got... I didn't have cable or anything. So, like, wh- what way forward made a Batman game based kind of on the what? Same,
0: actually, I I ignored it because it looked cheesy and more more like a kid, you know, Batman for kids. Maybe that's why a, couple... a younger
1: generation shits on Teen Titans Go like mm. I like I like animated series. I don't want to see non-serious Batman. That show is fucking hysterical. Oh, yeah, Holds up much better than like like half the Batmans you've ever seen.
0: Yeah, Batman Brave and Bold also surprised me with a few episodes. Had 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 a musical episode with Neil Patrick Harris. Actually, mm-hmm. I'll I'll let this character explain exactly what the deal was. It feels
3: like only yesterday we learned the next Batman cartoon would be a
0: lighter incarnation.
3: Fanboys everywhere panicked. But it was for nothing because what we got was a love letter to Silver Age comics. The show had it all. A perfectly cast Dietrich Bader as Batman, Aquaman was cool again, guest stars like Tim Conway, NPH, Adam West, and the one and only... Paul Rubens. Oh, <laughs>
4: <laughs> so that, yeah. that character uh, might be
0: my favorite Batman character next to Batman himself, which is Batmite. Batman. And uh, Batmite is a—he's like Batman's mixes Spitlick, however you pronounce that name. Uh, he's a little fifth-dimensional imp. Who perceives reality differently? He he's he knows that it's a comic, and you know he's he's just he's Batman's biggest fan, and he's a caricature of very serious Bat fans. Uh, I'll let him introduce himself here.
3: I'm your number one fan, my fan, the biggest, and they call you my real name's unpronounceable to humans, but you can call me Batmite.
0: He became my favorite character because there is a comic called "World's Funnest" by yeah. Evan Dorkin, yeah. where Batmite and Mixus Spitlick yeah. get into a big fight that just starts. They just start killing Batman and Superman over and over and over again <laughs> for no reason, and cascading through different DC Comics realities. And then at the end, you fi- you find out like, no, this is just an apocalyptic thing they do every week, and then they reset reality. Uh,
1: <laughs> And I also like that Batmite is a creation they cannot take away from Bill Finger. Really? Yeah, he wrote it. He wrote the original 1950s Batmite character issue. So he, I'm pretty sure he's credited with coming up with Batmite.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, they they also did stuff like the uh, Warner Brothers buying Mad Magazine enabled them to animate and, old Mad parodies of Batman Batboy and Robin and
1: and and what is it? Bad Boy and Robin and Reuben. Ruben, I, yeah. I I don't know why I've seen that a hundred thousand times, but Batmite looks exactly like him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just you know, sort of a more disheveled version with the floppy earhorn things. Whatever.
1: I, I, that might be my first tattoo, oh. Batboy and Rub Ruben.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is Ruben. I, <laughs> I don't know.
1: I don't I, I, know. I thought it was. It's supposed to sound silly. It's Mad Magazine, but it's like mm-hmm. that's like the first issue or the first year of Mad Magazine. When they weren't owned by the same company.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, it was it's ancient. Like, I think a mm-hmm. Har- Harvey Kurtzman did it, like, back in the 50s. But the actual...
2: Don't
1: make
0: Pat Boy and Rubin joke about
2: Paul Rehmans. Don't make Pat Boy and Rubin <laughs> joke about Paul Rehmans.
0: His name it
1: can be pronounced Rubin, so, like, <laughs> he had a lot Ruiz. to deal with there. No one said how he was masturbating. He could have been a giant dildo. <laughs> <laughs> and have... I, I did Google it, like, not that it matters, but, like, what movie was Paul watching?
4: Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. You mean what
2: type of movie? Yeah.
4: I mean,
1: I think he died unmarried. I'm just curious. I I remember... What is is that that,
4: called?
2: A professional bachelor or something? What what, what was the old polite expression? Confirmed bachelor. Confirmed bachelor. Thank you.
0: I I do remember uh, something like a tidbit from the case in the day that, like, you know, when asked if the uh, movies were to become public parlors for masturbation, the defense answered, people don't go there for the popcorn. (laughs) they never said it was a porn movie they just acted like he'd gone into like a matinee screening of something and
1: And, and it was I believe the story was like when the cops got real bored and were down in their quotas they just go down to the porn theater where guess what they had an open masturbation policy because that's what you fucking did before Mm -hmm. the internet Uh, I've never done it But I can't. I want to like a drive-in movie. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Drive-in, maybe,
0: sure. But
1: I wanted. I wanted to pull a Fred Willard.
0: Hmm. Um,
1: (laughs) And uh, and, yeah, but apparently that was just something like the Sarasota cops did. This is my neck of the woods here, Mm. and everybody like like people had the money like just got off because it's such a stupid fucking charge. Well,
0: it's it's like they used to raid uh, gay bars back in the day. Yeah,
1: they'd raid gay bars. When I got to San Francisco, the the feds would raid legal California weed dispensaries because, like, yeah, it's not legal federally, just mm-hmm. on a state level. Right. Like, you, why right. waste money? What the fuck are you doing? Everybody's
0: fine with this. Yeah. So, the video game content. So, Way Forward did two pretty great video games based on Batman Brave and the Bold for DS and for Wii. Batmite is in it in a couple of ways. First off, there's a Batmite challenge in which you have to fight unending waves of goons while he commentates. Oh, snap! He just got pwned! And then you can use him in co-op in a way that is very hard to recreate without original hardware. What I've been playing are largely clips from the TV show, except that he did... He uh, Paul Rubens narrated a roughly five-minute trailer, animated trailer, for the video game during which he teleports Batman in to play with him.
3: Clock King's been teleported away to Iron Heights prison. So now you don't have any excuses not to play. Fine, but can I at least play as myself? (sighs)
0: Sorry, pal, I get to be Batman. So, Mm -hmm. Batmite gets to be Batman. Batman has to be Blue Beetle. Uh, But there's a third player option. Video games? Shouldn't you be fighting crime somewhere, Bats? I'll explain later, Green Arrow. Just play. By
3: connecting the Nintendo DS version to the Wii version, it allows you to play as moi.
0: So, yes, you get to <laughs> play as Batmite by connecting the DS no. version of Batman no. Brave and the Bull to the Wii version. And it's it's what we used to call girlfriend mode, where the third player is, you know, an invincible Batmite and you fly around and you drop things on enemies. I
1: didn't know. like, Because I, I have the DS version. I have never played the Wii version. Because the DS version is a really, like, beautiful way-forward 2D side-scroller.
2: Yeah, they're all beautifully done.
0: Yeah.
1: If, if anything, the Don't make the, Paul the, the Wii play version... the
2: Wii version joke. Don't make Paul uh, play the Wii <laughs> version I'm Sorry. God damn
0: it. It's going to keep happening. I mean, if Wii anything, version. like, the Wii version looks better, but it it's also, like, it could also look like a Flash game, sort of. So the DS Ooh. version, <laughs> being a little pixely, has a little bit of an edge. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I just love that you could... 'Cause like I, I that my
1: first experience was the DS game, like, oh, this is by Wayforward? Gimme that. And mm-hmm. you summon Aquaman and he has a screen clearing thing where he just rides a whale through the screen and goes, oh! <laughs> And like, just kills the <laughs> it's like this is fucking hysterical. <laughs> I gotta check out this show and I think the clip Michael played was one of them was from the last episode where like Batmite gets to like rewrite the entire continuity of the entire series. And
2: was this was this around uh, Adult Swim kind of peak era no. where it was almost well, like th- there was
1: it was it was it was, was, was it before th- it
2: was Cartoon Network
1: but it wasn't Adult Swim.
2: But it's but it's like at some point it's I felt like there ago. was sort of okay so yeah so at that point like I did feel like more mainstream cartoon houses were taking cues from stuff like that like yeah. they were just kind of riffing on what Adult Swim did just in a safer format they they started taking themselves way less seriously and i think this show is a great example yeah i I
0: think brave and bold was kind of advertised as like you know a more kid-friendly batman than like the the old animated series it was going to be lighter more like the silver age comics like he doesn't fight a lot it
1: is it is teen titans go for regular batman
4: Mm.
0: yeah but like watching clips from it's like this is kind of too smart for the room almost like it's really well written and funny
1: kids have a really deep knowledge of gold and silver age comics because they really do (laughs) revel in that it's worth it's on it was on hbo max last i checked it's it's worth re-watching it holds up very well
4: yeah
0: but yeah like you said chris that that clip i played was from the last episode where Mm. batmite decides he's sick of the formula he he wants to cancel the show he he like there's a, a bit of like The episode that he's watching, Batman on a jet ski, literally jumps a shark. And (laughs) (laughs) so he's like, all right, what can I do to like Batman's going to get a girlfriend and then he's going to get a little kid. And like all the things that shows in their death throes do when they're trying to maintain an audience. Uh, He's going
2: to space. Mm -hmm. I don't know. that's movies. Sorry. That's That's movie (laughs) franchise. Jason. I I did want to point out, though, I I love the uh, in this particular Paul Rubin's performance, like, when, whenever I would see him interviewed on talk shows where he's, like, using his real voice, the peewee character, you can tell, is just sort of an extension of him. Like, because even when he just talks normally, he can't help but occasionally he will kind of go into a very peewee-sounding affectation like, with mm-hmm. his voice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's, it's, you can tell, like, oh, that was just sort of his silly voice. That he just leaned into it to make it an entire character, a, and you can even hear that in that Batmite. As a stuff, kid, I, like, yeah, I,
1: he's a, I thought I could do a good Pee Wee, but it's like really hard. I was trying to do it for a friend's kid, and like I couldn't come close. And every impression you, I see, you can like, like do the yells and stuff, mo- but like, most yeah, people can do one really of the talks, two Pee Wee yeah. voices—the yelling one, yeah. or the really high up one. Like which I can't do. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It, it's so goddamn good. I love I love yeah. Paul Rubin so much, and he made he, like he. Uh, most of his latter day career was in voice acting so it's it's almost shocking mm-hmm. he's not in more games
0: know yeah, there's yeah. A, a really good interview uh, that was uploaded for one of the games that we'll talk about in a little bit where he he talks about like oh voice acting especially in a video game is so weird like you have to remember that it's just your voice people can't see your body so you yeah. you, you like you know you have to have all your emotion and all your acting in your voice alone mm. so yeah that's yeah. voice acting baby Exactly. <laughs> Fine. I'm surprised
1: You didn't know that, Paul. After being the voice of Max in *Flight of the Navigator* and Rex in yep. Disneyland Star Tours,
2: oh, and I still can't believe you never saw that. in I action. never saw that. Is, in that an, I've, I've seen him DJ
1: in the Cantina several times, but uh, so, I mean, it's
2: the same character. My, he did basically two characters as part of Star Tours. There's the one in the line who's just, like, the robot that's working on parts, and then Mm -hmm. he is the pilot, and they're slightly different. Yeah, they replaced him with C-3PO,
1: like, by the time I was able to go, and it was still closed. And uh, my favorite vocal performance, I would like to shout out to Paul Rubens, because I got excited about this. I was told about this by actual Disney employees, and it took, like, another 10 years for someone to upload it to YouTube. When Disney bought the rights to a then-unpublished novel called Who Censored Roger Rabbit? Um, Mm. Paul Rubens was the original voice of Roger Rabbit and footage Mm. of him doing it aired on the Disney Channel twice and it disappeared forever. And somebody like I just remember saying like the Venn diagram who someone knew what Roger Rabbit was had a VCR in 1983, 86. Who would tape this, this making of a movie? You have no idea what it is. And but you, you finally got to see it like eight years ago. And I recommend looking it up. It's it. It's almost takes you out of it to hear Pee Wee coming out of Roger Rabbit, it doesn't look anything like the final design of Roger oh, Rabbit. No, that's
2: no, mm. a little strange. Mm. But uh, little uh, Eric Stoltz, yeah. back to the future moment there for you. Well,
0: uh, Paul Ribbons was also well experienced with voice acting in this next role.
3: Number four, welcome home, Jack. How was your trip, Jack?
0: Are you having fun, Jack?
3: You three wouldn't have anything to do with Oogie's return,
1: would you?
0: Who? Ah. Uh, <laughs> which game is this?
1: I, I can't imagine. I love that Tim Burton, despite the scandal, never stopped working with Paul Rubens. Cuz nope. Tim Ru- Tim Tim Burton launched his fucking career on Pee-wee mm-hmm. Herman. It's a shocking thing mm-hmm. to think about. He cast him in not only he's canonically like in multiple DC series, he's the Penguin's dad. Uh, that's his first comic book role. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
4: yeah. And
1: it, I, I didn't know that for years watching the movie, that he was the Penguin's dad in Batman Returns.
2: Oh, I knew, I knew at the and time. I and I, I could not it.
1: see it. And Tim Burton cast him once again in Nightmare Before Christmas when he was really not in a lot
0: of stuff. Nope. And he, he was uh, Locke. There's mm-hmm. Locke, Shock, and Barrel, the, the three trick-or-treaters, Locke being the one with the devil mask. And he is actually a recurring boss, in Nightmare Before Christmas, Oogie's Revenge, and he, and he gets to sing a bar of this song. Count well, to Mr. Oogie, count to Lover. never end. let go.
3: When you find our Oogie Troopers, they will do you in. So we put the master back. back. <laughs> you take this time Talk away. Jack, yeah. yeah, we knew he tried Cole to set things <laughs> right, so we got that guy to attack. Let's go, sense Galapans galore! Brainwashed fighters hunting more. They're rising up ready? from every tomb to torment and seal his doom.
4: Elsie, Mister, Luigi, put you to, to the
0: test. He's dancing all night, never let it uh, That's the only Nightmare Before Christmas song that will never leave
2: my head. The that's the <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh um, well, yeah, that one bores in your head. That's mm, oh man. That that work. sounded like an S and M performance of that song though, with all the whipping yeah, and stuff well, in that. Well it's background. because
0: I, I don't know if you've ever played this game. It's a DMC like that Capcom made. Yeah, man. And what? your your main weapon is called. It's the Soul Rubber Excuse or Soul me? Robber. Excuse me. But it's yeah. basically one of those like the the sticky hands that you get out of a vending machine. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But, but and, yeah, Jack calling it a Soul it Rubber sounds like
1: monsters. it's a commercial and coming to America. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Spelled with a U. Just let your yeah. soul.
0: But uh, but Jack just says, soul robber, soul robber, a lot. And I, like, every time I watch playthroughs of that game, it's like, this looks really cool. Like, they really went the extra mile with this. They re-recorded the songs with new lyrics that fit the gameplay. There are now, mm. uh, like, rhythm sections where you Jack, like, sings and dances to those songs alongside the bosses. But then, like, my experience actually playing it was just, I, I think I I managed a few hours and then I was like I can't do this anymore because it just plays this is Halloween over and over mm. and over and over and over mm-hmm. again
4: mm-hmm. and
0: I like I I just lost it after a while. I was like I can't stand this it, this is an awful experience it's so
1: sad because like enduring all of it. look I think I I don't love Nightmare Before Christmas and I wanted to from the start. But I've never been able to like fully love it. I've been able to like appreci- I'm appreciate appreciate it on some certain levels. I don't even I I kind of love Matt when they it takes over Haunted Mansion. It's once a year. It's really fun. The night before Christmas music in general was soured for me because it's like the most sizable portions of King Kingdom Hearts One and Two. <laughs> and by the time this game came out, it's like, yeah. I'm not fucking doing that again. I got stuck in Kingdom Hearts 2 Nightmare level. It was like the only the only Kingdom Hearts that got, it got like it's in both games in a huge huge part because of how popular it was. So I I didn't go to this game at all, but it's important to remember,
0: I think this game predated this, Kingdom Hearts by a, a bit.
1: This Could one be, no, yeah. definitely not. No,
0: think? absolutely not. This was PS is
1: like
2: 20 something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like 2001, or, uh, or no, it's, yeah. No, it's later than that, but it's, uh, yeah. We're talking like a year, but it's WikiPare, so let him look it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter, keep talking.
1: Uh, but, like, this wasn't a license tie-in. This was a game based on Nightmare Before Christmas after the fact. So putting a budget into something they thought would be a success because all of the Nightmare merchandise is a success. And every time I see it, like, fuck, why didn't I play this game? This Oogie's Revenge or is that a, a different name?
0: Oogie's Revenge. So yeah, this was two thousand four. Kingdom Hearts was two thousand two. You're right, but uh, I do think so. I, I Wiki Parus, Wiki sure. Oh my uh, god!
1: <laughs>
3: oh
0: <laughs> I my remember god. this coming out before Kingdom Hearts, but I, I, clearly I'm wrong. Yeah, you uh,
1: were not. A, you weren't a Final Fantasy fan. That's probably what happened. I was a huge Final <laughs> Fantasy fan. <laughs> you're supposed to get angry <laughs> when I make such a uh-huh. yeah. As, Can, uh, yeah. Here, here's how big a fa- Final Fantasy fans we are. Who's finished sixteen? I'm almost everybody's there. hands down. I'm,
2: I'm probably going to wrap it up this week. Honestly, I'm almost. I, I think guess, I wrapped uh, it up without shit. finishing it. I I do have a confession, and we'll get to it There's in the confession. news. But guys, I, I started playing Final Fantasy 14 because I like sixteen. <gasps> I probably uh, would pay, play that,
0: except I don't want to pay for that. Uh, with the <laughs> you could have ended if it. If you, I don't want can, to. Yeah.
2: You can play through level sixty for free before oh, you have to start what? paying. Oh yeah. really? It's a big long extended trial. Anyway, we'll get to it yeah, in a minute.
0: Yeah. Anyway, um, um But anyway, but yeah.
2: Yeah, I I'm with you, Chris. I'm I'm I've never I've never been a huge Nightmare Before Christmas fan. I'm a Disney nut. I do mm-hmm. like what they do with the ride in the park because it's a nice change of pace. You know, I, I, I like the Small World Holiday re- remodel too because it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. two or three months, change a ride that or an attraction, I should say. Sorry. That's awesome. But
4: Asshole. this is how
2: much I'm not a Nightmare Before Christmas person. I never even knew that was Paul Rubens in that role as one of the kids. It's, it seems like yeah. what a waste well, of his amazing I, talent. I, I never did. He and and it's
0: kind of sped up so that he sounds more like a kid. So you can't really yeah. tell. Get him! Huh? Where'd they all
3: go? Sorry, I'll be good from now on. I promise.
2: Yeah. Gotta go.
4: He's, he's almost peewee
1: when you speed back. up his, his voice yeah. like that. But, but <laughs> I don't, I
2: don't think that he... That character speaks on its own that much in the movie, if at all. Like, no. it's usually with the other two trick Yeah, they, well, or, they, they know, don't
0: there. always speak in unison. It's like one begins a sentence, the other continues uh, it, and then the third yeah. finishes. So...
1: Wow! Yeah, I, the, the night before Christmas is a movie that Henry Selleck gets no credit for. First of all, and second of all, the movie is like Danny Elfman is out of control.
0: <laughs>
1: no one is like this is too long because there's too many songs. But I'm going to sing them, okay, Danny? Um, <laughs> okay, uh, and compose them all. Like, dude, it, it should be a half an hour short. I always like tap out before. Being able to finish Nightmare Before Christmas, but th- but as a game, like it's beautifully suited to be a fucking game. It's mm-hmm. it's like what Beetlejuice
2: Two should have looked like. Hmm. Yeah. Ah. Okay. I was hoping it was more like what uh, the extension of Clay Fighter should have looked like. Just, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> this eventual progression right into Nightmare Before Christmas. No, yeah.
1: what Clay Fighter should have looked like. It, what the, the only thing it could aspire to is Will Vinton's non-Christmas animated specials his sub california raisin worked the easter Oof. specials <laughs> the arbor day specials <laughs> um, yeah but i always wanted to play this cuz like it it feels kind of lost to time i think it's kind of special when a licensed game comes out from a reputable publisher well at with no movie to promote it means it's just capitalizing on like this thing is going to live forever and this game was it brett who said like he was working in the news, and he had to produce a piece on this because it—it seemed like it was going to be such a big thing. You might hmm. never get a Night Before Christmas sequel, but here's one with mm-hmm. some of the original uh, voice cast. What systems
0: cats. was this on? It was PS2, I think. Yeah, okay.
2: GameCube, Xbox. Xbox.
4: Yeah.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Okay. At least that's what no, I played. An Xbox
1: version. So but probably
2: findable, probably playable oh, somewhere. Yeah,
1: sure. Feels weird that it's—it's it's thoroughly gone, especially with all the Disney games kind of coming back, whether you like them or not. Mm. Uh, n- not shitting on anything, but like gargoyles, there's more. There's more fans of the Gargoyles game. Than there are fans they're of this only, game. You
0: know, give it time.
1: And I'm sure Gargoyles is a better game, but Night Before Christmas fans are annoying. And <laughs> oh, very. I very can't believe annoying. they're not asking for this back.
2: That was a weird trend at one point in Disneyland. You know, like as someone who has observed Disneyland apparel trends over my 40 plus years in this world, it's like when all of a sudden, mid 2000s. Half the people in the park had Nightmare Before Christmas stuff on. I'm like, this yep. is still Disneyland, man. Like, let's come on. Let, yeah. Let's knock it Shows off with the morbid decor. shit. I, yeah, well, so I was it.
0: wrong. It was also for Xbox. Um, just I
1: not just knocking them out of the park. Wiki Parez them twice, people. Yeah. Write it down. Nice
4: job. Nice job. Write it down. <laughs> uh, well, I might have worked for the recording
2: solution. Michael's off his game. Yeah, tonight, I, I might have <laughs> worked for the publisher. I, I'm, I'm cheating. Here. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's true. That's true. I, I have. Positive memories of Nightmare Before Christmas just because it's like, I think that was the first time I I got like a for real kiss from a girl. Is uh, what I I started dating this girl and took her to see that, and yeah, we kissed behind the movie theater and uh, with tongue, but. Yeah, so always take a goth girl <laughs> to see Nightmare Before Christmas. It's, it's... Holy shit! Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, god. That, mm. yeah. oh yeah.
1: that sounds like a real panty peeler. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't believe. Yeah, my that way beats the movie. I like. I missed my first kiss by like hitting her in the eye. Yeah. Uh, Major League Two. <laughs> hitting Two in the, the eye? The, 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 like I I I'd never done it before. I just she had, like uh, maintain course. Up, oh, she's moving. Uh, compensate, what you, like, compensate, fucking
2: Vaughn himself. Where you're missing the target? Did you need your glasses for the kiss, like Rick Vaughn? No, no, no. Yes, I know that much about the I'm major I'm league franchise. Hmm. Um, not yeah, not I'm... Rick Vaughn, nearsighted Chris. Not I, Power. you know, I I prefer Omar Epps in this world. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he replaced Wesley, right? It was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Come on, Omar Epps is great. He's no Wesley Snipes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like maze runs like haze
1: why are we doing Major League 2 references in the middle why not let's
2: let's move along
0: to a a somewhat better game number three I never liked stuffed animals
3: and I was never a fan of dumb assholes like you Wilson you're not much of a stand up guy Willie hiding secrets like that
1: enough agreed
3: (laughs) you'll never get your heart back you old geezer
0: Sinister. Both words of the title were in that clip. Winston? Uh says this, this is a game called Wilson's Heart
4: by yeah. Noah. Yeah, what? Yeah.
0: Twisted what Pixel that? that I was not aware of until earlier this week when I was looking through Paul Rubens's IMDB. So this was a like an Oculus exclusive VR Oof. game. Oof. And it's it's neat. It has a neat idea that it's like, you know, it's all black and white. It seeks to evoke classic horror movies and you're playing as this old guy named Wilson who wakes up in this strange hospital where there's like nobody around and you, you find out that like you're missing your heart. So you need to solve the mystery of, of what's happening and why all these monsters are showing up. And I kind of did not like playing it just because it is designed specifically to combat nausea. So there's no, free movement. It's meant to be room scale, so you stand in the middle of your room, and you uh, look around, and you find places you can teleport to, but often, you'll be, like, facing directly at a door, and, you know, the the place you can teleport to is somewhere behind you, so if you're sitting in a chair like I am, you then have to twist your body around and crane your neck until you can see the teleport place, like, okay, There. Mm -hmm. And that that gets old after a little bit, That's but the goals, game itself yes. is is really neat. And uh, so, Paul Rubens' character is Boris, and Boris is a demonic teddy bear that you see for the first time in a painting. And as this nurse is talking to you, the the bear leaves the painting and uh, whips out giant claws, climbs up her back, and does this. My God! Oh,
3: still, damn it! Willie, looks like we got a live
0: one here. He uh, just climbs up on her shoulders and is trying to stab her while she's running around and crashing into things. And you're just like, "Oh my god, get off of her!" Like, <laughs> that, over there. that intonation. Oh, what a, what a scene. Would you
4: fuck <laughs> me? I'd fuck me.
1: <laughs> I was wondering where Twisted Pixel, what they were up to. I'm kind of. Bummed I missed this. Yeah, this is, uh, this sounds is right future, up my alley. It,
0: it is it is pretty neat, and yeah, if you can, if you don't mind standing around and, and turning around, uh, you know, to, if you to don't mind buying places. a
1: fucking Oculus, and I do.
0: Yeah, well, there, there's that <laughs> yeah, too. There's that it's too. it
1: is Oculus only, I believe.
0: <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I, I like the character. He doesn't get a whole lot of screen time, but he is extremely violent.
3: Oh my oh, no. no. this one covered, Wilson.
0: Keep on oh, doing key? your thing! The key? Which one? Through a key ring as he's what's creeping key? up behind Maybe you. Maybe you should see a nurse, Wilson. Oh, wait, scratch that, she's yeah, dead. I kind of like seeing Paul Rubens do villains. He mostly yes. does villains yeah. in, in video games. He really does, mm. yeah. And, really. Well,
1: that, well, that was one of the great things about him. Like, I, I was weird reading the obits, and I... Twice saw Pee Wee's Big Holiday, the Netflix movie, referred to as his swan song, and like that was 2016. I've seen Paul. Rubens. I couldn't believe that. I've seen Paul Rubens a lot, but that was the thing about him. People of every generation loved him so much they couldn't wait to cast him in stuff like this, and he became like the king of the TV, sh- the TV cameos and the video game cameos. And the TV cameos, I just want to shout out. I wasn't even sure I loved 30 Rock until I think it's the God. seventh episode where he... Jenna is obsessed with the idea of marrying a prince. They go to a prince they've never seen's birthday party and it's Paul Rubens in a little weird wheelchair with a fake small hand with an asymmetrical fake, Thank you for coming to my birthday! Like, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> the last of the Habsburgs. The last <laughs> of the Habsburgs. <laughs> He's so in <imprinted. laughs> It's I think his first line is like, look, it's 7.45 and I'm not even tired. (laughs) (laughs) It's so... It's one of the funniest things he ever did. And if you've never seen 30 Rock, look up the clips because it's fucking ridiculous. It only doesn't...
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It just doesn't
1: do it justice because like every time he appears like I cannot believe a character made to look that disheveled and horrible <laughs> is on network television.
2: <laughs> well, I think one of the problems he had as an actor that he eventually turned into a positive is Is he got so typecast as Pee-wee, right? Mm. Where it's just like, yeah, you can't, you can't put him in another role because all anyone will see is Pee-wee. True. And then people realized eventually, yes, but if we use that, you can subvert expectations, Mm. and and you would put him. It it creates a great comedic effect to be like, I can't believe they have Pee-wee Herman playing this role in this thing, right? And so people eventually learn to like, no, 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 that that's kind of what makes it cool and funny. You can't do that obviously in in a serious drama. Or anything like that but it's, it's like yeah, he, that he, i think that's, that's eventually how he turned that you know i think um
1: typecasting is a thing we don't like you know actors don't no longer have to worry about because ai is going to take their fucking jobs and might know uh mm-hmm. but because most people can't tra- transition except for children's show hosts like every time the blues clues guy comes on a talk show you would think jesus returned from the fucking grave like they they go nuts but the dude can't really be cast in anything because the, the association is far too strong with what he is. It, it, mm-hmm. like, something about being a child show host, like teaching people to do stuff, read, appreciate public domain cartoons. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't know anything about the Van Buren or Latter-day iWorks catalog without you. <laughs>
0: the Here's the king were, of cartoon I, I always... with an extremely inexpensive piece of filler. <laughs>
1: yeah, yes, right. Th- those cartoons would eventually be shortened to one second in the intro of Futurama. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I always loved it with sometimes cartoons, but sometimes just like old safety videos from the fifties, mm. which is like clearly shit he was remembering from as he was growing up would probably be shown in his school, right?
1: Yeah, like this- I, I read about his pedophilia charges, and one of the reasons he got off. L O L um is they talk to the guy he got the magazines from. He's like he's like, first of all, there's no way he could have read through all the shit he bought from me. And he said, I want this and this and this from the sixties. And wasn't really specific. So like So if there are two teenagers and lewd images, like that's not what he bought them for. He bought them because he was nostalgic for things from the 50s and 60s. Um Yeah. And that was Part yeah. of the Jeffrey Jones thing, he was caught up in Pee Wee had to register as a sex a sex offender. It's fucking I, I th-
0: think I read something that there was also like a piece of evidence from another trial got mixed in with his, and so no, well
1: no, they were like he has child porn, like he had the Rob Lowe sex tape, which everybody had at a oh. certain
0: time. Okay. Uh
1: like the Roblo sex I saw clips of the Rob Lowe sex tape on HBO, so they're as guilty as Pee-Wee is.
0: Was that with somebody underage or Yes? Oh.
1: Yes. I didn't but it know. was uh but in a in a in a pre internet world, it was very,
2: very widely circulated, but isn't that a little weird for a guy who probably knew Rob Lowe like mm-hmm, yeah. like if one of, he, he one probably of my told it in a sex tape, I probably wouldn't you know keep that he sex probably tape told him to hold it keep... for him <laughs> <laughs> no no that that it's not
1: good, but like a lot of people had that tape um it, i know I know the angle of it, and I've never seen it because of how much it was played on the news. Um, Sounds I, I, like it's yeah. illegal. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, what? No, n- n- that was not part of the discussion. It really mm. wasn't when that t- that tape was being circulated. Like this should be illegal to possess and watch. Like, yes. nah, only Rob Lowe is at fault. <laughs> jerk, jerk, jerk. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's well, still Rob Lowe at the end of the day. Like, who doesn't want to jerk off to Rob Lowe?
0: Uh, I think we should move on. You guys no, move on. Yeah, let's move on. Number two. <laughs>
3: So, what's the flint and steel do, then? Uh, not 100% sure, actually. But I suspect that it's related to the exciting part! You see if these builders truly existed, and if you found their temple, that means we're one step closer to finding the Eversource! What a beautiful sight! Did you just make that up? No! I found books! Mysterious tomes referencing it on my travels!
0: Possibly the only time you'll hear Patton Oswalt opposite Paul Rubens in a scene. Yeah, this is the Minecraft story
2: mode TV TV show slash game that I I think I played it as when it was a TV show on Netflix. You know, which is like was kind of this weird experiment they did where you had to sit with your remote and press one of four options as it popped up for you. And um, was that
0: different from the Telltale game?
2: No, no, it's the same thing. It's it's just the Telltale game. They ported it instead of like. You know, now Netflix games are kind of like, log in with Netflix and you'll just play a video game on your phone mm-hmm. or whatever. Back then, Netflix games were like, we're putting game experiences just on the Netflix platform. Yeah. What was that? Jabberwocky or whatever? Bandersnatch. Thank you, <laughs> Jabberwocky. <laughs> <Which> is, <laughs> Bandersnatch. Jabberwocky. Bandersnatch is
0: from Jabberwocky. So. <laughs> okay.
1: Wow, is it really? Yeah. I hate that he was close
2: <laughs> he didn't know that I don't know <laughs> Smash. I <laughs> I, no, I was just thinking like Alice in Wonderland bullshit man I don't know. Uh, yeah yeah and and
1: again I'll never forget the Matt quote and I, this, could, have I done this when you said that in chat this is how I read it Michael was talking about possibly something telltale and Matt's like how I read it in my head your inflection I like gamey games
2: yeah that's exactly <laughs> how I meant it when I typed it I like, <laughs> game like, games. I, I like games you play not games that games. you watch in, t- I don't like extended QTEs, which, which is what I eventually came to the realization this was. And many Telltale things were like, I actually, I know I'm in the minority here. I liked early Telltale hmm. where it was more like you could tell it was, they were showing their LucasArts roots. Like these are more. The adventure games are are really just kind of puzzle games with lots of cinematic moments in between. But it was all about mm-hmm. go here, collect this doohickey, put it together with some other random shit in your inventory, and that's what's going to get you past the thing. Now, look, I can still only do one of those games like once every few years. But like we were
1: bitching you know. about the Telltale formula getting stale off yeah. Mike, and 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 obviously the Walking Dead blew everybody away for a reason because video game stories had been sub trash for so very very long and uh I think they changed that but then it was like they constantly used the episodic model they had inexpensive games but then I found myself like two years in like oh God I gotta play Game of Thrones Batman Guardian like they're... one of these drops like every week and a half and yeah. they're all the fucking same and, and it's just like you kind of—it's like the it, it is exhausting, but it's also the opposite of exhausting. I'm pressing
2: the button like four times an hour when I play these games, yeah. and, and I always and, have and, to be ready to press the button. That would—that's what would annoy the, me about those games is because a lot of the time the quick time event was on a countdown, and it's like, well, I have to be at yeah. the ready. But I don't just like sitting and waiting to be at the ready for this thing. Like I, I either want my brain to be in game mode or watching mode, you know. And, but uh, I do think the Minecraft game we're talking about,
1: mm. yeah, is a little bit of a better evolution of the Telltale game.
0: Yeah, cause there, there I, are bits where you're walking around and doing stuff. Maybe not in yeah. the Netflix yes. version. Yeah, I mean, well, even, and even I think walking it was Dead a good. I, I get it.
1: It was a good fit, and part of the reason because you know we say all the time games are where art meets technology and technologically the telltale games were stuck they were stuck in the exact same engine for a long time but guess what with minecraft where visuals aren't fucking important in any way (laughs) Mm -hmm. we can you can do a lot with those characters uh you do not need any high-res textures
2: or anything like that you can it's got to be minecraft yeah well i and and, the problem i had with this thing though was so on paper, it sounds good. It's like, hey, Minecraft, hugely successful. Maybe, maybe the most successful game ever, so far in ga- in video game history, right? Like, just think of the longevity yeah, of Minecraft. It's been, I mean, it's no, still it, at to the time it was. Strong, it right?
1: was it was the best selling game of all time when it came out.
2: But the cool thing about Minecraft is like it's mostly a sandbox where there has been lore developed over years and YouTubers mm-hmm. and shit, but it's mostly kind of made up. Or it's discovered lore that the community uncovers over years of playing the thing. And I think the problem I had with this Minecraft story mode is like, they're just like, no, we're just writing a story. And this is the story of it's based in this Minecraft world. And I'm like, yeah, but that's yeah. that's not what's cool about Minecraft at all. It was It's so weird because it's... And I think actually even Paul Rubin's performance in this, it's everything about this Minecraft. And I, I hate to shit on this thing, but it's just like, it just felt like... The wrong use of everyone's time and talent. Like I love Patton Oswald. not a great use of Patton Oswald in this game. Like I love Paul Rubens. It's like even the character he plays is like, it's not it's not big enough to be truly like Paul Rubens. Like as Pee Wee, it's just like he just has a very flat performance it, I mean, in this. It's it has so its strange. Moments, and
0: I think I think the further in to the game you get, the more wild his performance becomes. He plays a character named Ivor. And when you first meet Ivor, he's kind of like this shady dude who looks a little bit like Rasputin, and he emerges as one of the, the early game's Like Kiwi like being arrested? <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, here's a clip. We know what you're doing down here.
1: Soul Sand
0: and three wither skulls? You're building a wither!
3: Huh. Smarter than you look. Hey, nobody talks to my friends like that. Now shut your mouth. Or else. Enough! You've wasted too much of my time already. If you won't leave of your own volition, I'll happily remove you myself.
0: Show our friends the door, will you? He makes a big monster to to chase you out, but he's he's the villain in the early episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you find out that, no, he's actually working to expose the truth he's just kind of nuts
4: it's a fire hazard
0: and your face is an
3: ugly hazard so I suppose we're even causing trouble again nothing just a little spirited debate with the local community brain function is proving difficult for them
4: you need to remove
2: this now
3: Jesse all I wanted was what any man wants a little house of my own with loads of lava pouring off it
4: So,
0: yes, you you find him later, like, I think in episode five, and he's built this basically like a goth version of Pee Wee's Playhouse. It's it's a big (laughs) elevated house on, like, a big stalk. It's a tower with, like, a big skull shape, and the skull is vomiting a steady stream of lava, and the local townsfolk are complaining. And you can take his side and say, like, look, his house deserves the same respect as anyone else's. He just wants to carve out a place for himself to live obviously your relationship with him is improved by this point. He disappears for much of the second season, only to re-emerge as a ninja.
3: Before I knew it, I was punching trees, cleaning floors, all as part of my so-called training. <laughs> At first, it seemed pointless. But after I had punched a forest's worth of trees and cleaned miles and miles of floor, two things became clear. Sometimes... Doing menial tasks can be an amazing way to learn martial arts. And sometimes, strange old men just like tricking people into doing their housework. (laughs) Anyway, it all worked out because now I'm a ninja.
0: (laughs) As you do. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, I'm a ninja now. (laughs) That's all you need to know. And I
1: I had a lot of um, enjoyment of this. We had a, a friend who was working intensely on this game. <clears throat> and just like any time they were working with the voice actors, he would take some cool fucking picture. And he's like us. We're like, it is exciting all the time to be around Paul Rubens, Patton Oswalt, Sam Wise Gamgee. Mm. It is never not exciting. And, and they were always so, they would always take the coolest pictures together. And I had it in my head like, this guy's my friend. I'm in California. Eventually, if this series keeps going... We're going to meet, and it's going to be great. And I'm really fucking pissed now. I never made more of an effort to go to a Paul Rubin show. Uh, he wasn't doing his live show when I was in yeah, California. Would no, no, he was, was actually, <laughs> but uh, no, he had a couple yeah, of revivals there where he
2: would do it. Yeah,
1: he was, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, it's just one of those things, like. I had a really good track record of accidentally seeing giant acts right before they die. Like, mm. I was just in Vegas and, like, George Carlin is here. Oh, wow. How much is it? 40 bucks?
4: <laughs> yeah. Just like, we'll go see George yeah. Carlin.
1: Uh, and he died, like, two years later. And, like, thank God I did that, like, to see a fucking legend, like, someone I've revered for decades. Mm. Ugh. Paul Rubens, man, love him. Yeah, so Diana, much.
0: Diana stopped going to comedy shows because for a while, every time she went to one, the person would get canceled immediately afterward. Went to see Bill Cosby. Oh, that was great. And then the the rape stuff came out.
1: I I I also saw Bill Cosby and count him in the <laughs> dead category.
2: <laughs> uh, same with same I with saw Louis Dave CK. Chappelle after he was canceled. So. Uh, ah, Dave. So I'd still money. do it. He's a no, genius. no, friend yeah. gave me my ticket. Um, All right. What, Michael, I don't know if you got a clip of this, but there, I think the coolest thing to come out of this, there is a behind-the-scenes video where yes. there's a moment at the end where it almost made me cry. I was watching this what, where he Was like, it this moment?
3: Pee-Wee's Playhouse was designed very much to encourage young people to think creatively and be creative and, and celebrating creativity and originalities. I think I would say keep, keep playing and keep dreaming. And, and keep being original and creative because Minecraft encourages all that and celebrates that and is that, and I feel like that's who I am and I feel like that's who you can be also.
2: Yeah. Yep, nice that's time. the one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's. I, I love, because there was a chance he might have died without us, uh, of us hearing a sincere word from him. Mm-hmm. And I just love that we have mm-hmm. that, even if it's a piece of marketing. That, I mean, that is but very, very much wrong. like
2: easy hitting messaging points, but it's like, I still believe him. At least the first part about Pee Wee's Playhouse. No, like, I, mean, I believe all of I, that. You know? I believe
1: what he's saying because yeah. because I think people's distaste for this game was it's like the same distaste for Jack Stone. Remember Jack Stone, the the Lego Cop game? Like no, <laughs> when Lego oh, tried man. to create their own, they tried to create their own character and put them in movies and games and um, yeah, like Legos is about what you create, not what we create. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually. Licensing took over, and that's what dominates Legos yeah. now. Um, but but also, there's a great documentary called "Beauty Is Embarrassing." I'm trying to say it like the guy in the documentary. That's about the guy who designed Peewee's Playhouse set, and they talk a lot about that. Mm. But but he's like a, a wonderfully weird artist with that's just all hyper positivity, and that's where the vibe of Pee-Wee's Playhouse came from. And man, if you had to redesign. I've always said, like, I want my house to look like Pee-wee's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some, not not Big Top Pee-wee, but, like, any other it one. It really,
0: really drives home, like, the, the Pee-wee's playhouse design really drove home that, like, sort of 50s, 60s campy kitsch. Yeah. Kitsch. Which, yes. Which, like, it's yes. very yeah. much his whole aesthetic. And, like, when you said earlier, like, he and John Waters were cut from the same cloth, like, yeah, that's an aesthetic that I would associate with John Waters also. Oh,
2: absolutely! Yeah, a lot of beehive hairdos. Mm-hmm. And beehives yes. and yeah. pleather doors and uh, well, well uh, doors with teeth. It's young men who clearly like um, they have some arrested development. Like Pee Wee, obviously he was he was a he was an eternal child, Don't right? And yet. and so this is very much like you can tell this is what he grew up seeing in the fifties and sixties was women with beehive haircuts and stuff. And it's I mean a lot of the time arrested development can be a very bad thing for someone's mental health and stuff. But clearly, like he figured he figured out a way to turn it into That's a positive show. you know <laughs>
1: yes true yeah in a way and, and you're telling me paul rubens got along with tim burton i don't see it <laughs> I, I don't see it at all uh, i don't
0: man what what, don't what if paul that. rubens instead of johnny depp had been in uh in fucking what was the vampire dark shadows? Shadows? Willy yeah, wa- dark, well, dark shadows
2: oh well what about just <laughs> how really did i get want the movie how, do, how does how was paul rubens not Dude, he would have been a much better Willy Wonka. Way better. better.
0: Somewhere there's an alternate timeline where there was no sex scandal and he got to do all that shit.
2: Oh my god, that would have been so much better if he
1: was was fucking Willy Wonka. Uh,
2: But that's what's so funny about Pee Wee, like. He became this, this kid show icon. Mm-hmm. And clearly the parents who were letting their kids watch that probably hadn't seen his original, like, H- the HBO special, like, what is it, 1981 or whatever. And then it's like, he got in trouble for all this other stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, if you've been following his career, he's always it's- been this guy. Like, he just happened to have this weird stint. Like, even the Pee Wees movie, the original movie, very subversive and really not. Everyone I know it,
1: it has a really big. A really big butt. And then they have this like
2: <laughs> really frank,
1: innuendous conversation in that dinosaur mouth hmm. that only adults will get. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I know what you're saying because, like, I grew up loving peewees. But I never I remember sitting and watching shit like Mr. Rogers, like, grab a pen. And I'm like. Fuck you, Fred. I'm not <laughs> doing anything. Like, but then P- Peewee would say, "Grab a pot and pan and bang it all day." I'm like, "Fuck yes!" Peewee told me to do this. You let me watch TV. Nah, I'm, uh, I'm so happy, <laughs> and I would I would always do that. But like, he was kind of pigeonholed as a children's host. But both the Peewee special in the
2: beginning and afterwards are geared towards adults yeah well even the movie mm-hmm. oh. like the, the first movie it works for kids but there is a second level of that movie it's like oh no that's a very adult movie and there's very a lot of, a lot of jokes and references i didn't get as a kid now if i watch the original peewee's big adventure i'm like oh my god yeah that is a straight up like innuendo joke you know um,
1: and and uh, my favorite thing i read about peewee's big adventure is that like it's co-written by fucking phil hartman um what is it? not cowboy uh, curtis uh the captain captain what's his name on uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the three people who wrote it, Captain I can't Carl, the last guy's name, Captain Captain Carl. Carl, Phil Hartman, and Paul Rubens, had never written a screenplay before. So they just they hadn't written anything before. They had never written anything that that had mm. been filmed. So they read a bunch of screenplay books. So now in colleges, like this is the perfect. They follow every rule. Of what you're supposed to do when really? writing a screenplay, and they do it creative and it comes in at like eighty-seven minutes. It has three it's a three-act structure. Character yeah. wants something. It's like everything you're supposed to do as a screenwriter occurs in Pee-Wee's Big Adventure. Uh wow. like almost to a T. And because it's so like weird and wacky and he's in this impossible character meeting impossible people, it really works more than a you know, what would you call it? A more realistic movie. <laughs> yeah, you can study Pee Wee's Big Adventure and how cool it is. I think I might show it to a couple of my friends' kids this weekend. So I am dying to watch it.
2: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, let's. And don't, don't, don't sleep on that Netflix exclusive. That's still up there. Pee Wee's yeah, Big I Holiday, I think it's called. The uh, Big Top yeah. Pee Wee
1: is the only one to shun. It is fucking terrible. Pee Wee was a love interest. Like, suck my dick.
0: Dick. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> I don't want to see this guy get laid. <laughs> nuts. Well, would you like to see him as a horror movie director in... Number one. I am Willard Wyler,
3: master of the macabre. For over 40 years, I directed the most terrifying, visceral, and bloody scenes ever committed to film. My contribution to horror is nothing short of genius. Before my retirement, people demanded to know my secret. How did I make it all look so real? If you really want to know how the sausage is made in a Willard Weiler picture, the recipe is simple. First, you add actors.
2: Then, you
3: start grinding. Uh.
2: (laughs) Uh who... He's doing Vincent Price there.
4: He, like he's he doing is. the he, slight whisper. He you know? totally
0: he's... is, and the character is basically him dressed as Vincent Price doing a Vincent Price impression. Wow. So this was this is Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, the zombies in Spaceland. What? whatever you call the zombie. I remember mode. this, yeah. but I don't I'm, I'm it feels like it's new to so, me. Keep so going. he is Yeah he yeah. plays Willard Weiler, who's this horror movie director. And he gathers these four actors together and locks them in a the theater. And when he runs the projector and does a secret ritual, it sucks the actors into the movie. And now they have to run around killing zombies for real. And all the cutscenes for this are 2D animated. And uh, his character, like really good animation. Yeah, it's, too, it's, it's really way. good animation. But his character looks like him, like him yes. wearing a little <laughs> Vincent Price mustache. And it's it's sort of <laughs> so weird, good. honestly. I love it. I love it.
2: It's such a great. So his vibe.
0: It's such a great fit, in
1: that I'm not trying to shatter the illusion, but Pee-wee has like kind of like I said two voices, the ah and the nah, Mm -hmm. and Vincent Price was notorious Dana Gould's joke, but just like the two voices of oh you poor dear come in from the rain stay the night.
0: But don't talk to my paintings, right. <laughs> Master <laughs> of the Macabre. Master,
3: yes, yes. yes I'm very. But yes. don't
0: ever do that. I'm more of a man than you'll ever be.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and and frankly, another possibly confirmed bachelor. Uh, yeah. Or I think that one was confirmed, right? Eventually, his okay, daughter after said, after his death, "Oh yeah, yeah, he fucked a lot of men." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Being very frank she thinks it, she said.
1: said she didn't have any proof, but like I believe he did. Hmm. Um hmm.
0: but yeah. yes, he's he's uh he's he's very hard on his actors.
3: I expect my actors to give it their all their blood, their bodies, everything to the performance. Thus, it is imperative we set the mood to ensure each of you fully commits to your character. What you're about to become a part of is a culmination of my life's work. The crowning achievement of my career. The first scene is set in the 1980s.
0: I call it Zombies in Spaceland.
3: Hang on to your
4: seats! <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it is neat because like in the cutscenes the characters like, automatically change their clothes to fit the era and their different roles... And their dialogue, like, automatically changes, like, you know, the, the first one, Seth Green's character becomes a huge nerd. And it's like, it appears that we have changed our clothing. Like, he talks like a stereotypical nerd. Uh, yeah. and, and I, I kind of like that little touch. But Like, it's a robot chicken character? Not not oh, quite man. that nerdy, but...
2: Uh, <laughs> I'm still... I I am so dumbfounded. This is infinite warfare this is the one that was like the sledgehammer the like space first one Call with of Duty. fucking
0: john snow
2: was the villain yeah kit harrington yeah yeah, yeah. okay inf- oh, wait, wait i might be misremembering which studio this this one was was in this wasn't the one with um kevin spacey no right? that's advanced, they, warfare. advanced warfare infinite warfare yeah, yeah okay. dummy raven the did it <laughs> or at least their, their
0: logo appears at the beginning and uh but but yeah, it's it's the one that was inside the sci-fi Call of Duty, the outer space one that people were right. calling for.
2: Is this the rare mineral one or the rare earth mineral no, one? No, that's, where it's, that's it's- Black Ops Two. Jesus. This one is yeah, okay. actually in outer space. It's like kills. It doesn't matter. Med- <laughs> like, war never changes, I've, right, guys? war never. I've changed.
1: never championed the Microsoft Activision acquisition more. Than like, <laughs> I'm just not going to pay for this game and eventually play it.
2: Yeah, yeah. The, only the, the zombie zombies modes, mode. honestly, are the only things I've ever been like. Always. I feel like I'm missing out. Like there was one hosted by like Jeff Goldblum at one point. A disgraced
1: was- magician Jeff mm-hmm. Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah. Amazing. Yes. Meanwhile, I don't remember we, which one it was. We just multiple get
0: Blobs. Paul Rubens narrating. Damn it! Mm, no matter. The rave
3: will surely end their silly little existences once and for all.
0: <laughs> there are multiple movies and eras that the characters move through in this. There's the 80s. There's the 90s. Uh, they, they then go back to the 70s. And there's one set in the 50s that is... DLC starring this character. Hello
3: there, my lovely
2: videotape worms. Looking for a scary good time tonight, huh? A little romp in the dark, perhaps? Well, you've come to the right place. That is, if you're looking to end up as a permanent fixture in this black and white hellhole I've been calling home lately. But hey, you and I are in for one hell of a ride tonight. Yep. I love Elvira. I love Elvira. So, so that's and one they, thing. They after his death. were friends for so long. Yeah, I've seen so many pictures of those two together. Like, they were, like yeah, they were just friends forever I don't, I don't know and ever. if she
1: was in the Groundlings, but that's the Phil Hartman connection. Really? Yeah, but like in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, like, I say we skin him, then we kill him. Like, Elvira's the big lady in that. She is, as Cassandra Peters is. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, she's in Pee-wee's Big Adventure they've been friends for eons and she posted all these pictures i'm getting goosebumps and getting just thinking about it but like um the guy who played Jombie was like one of the first guys in their group to die he died oh. like uh, two or three years ago and mm-hmm. she had like this like please say hi to john for me and had all these pictures of the three oh, of them Wow! like they're all holding cigarettes and like 19 20 years old it like I, I don't know how far back they go but it's a while 85 elvira's Ugh. in a
2: Pee Wee movie Damn. someone go check on Lawrence fishburne please we need cowboy curtis to stay with us he has not weighed in at all i'm yeah, very curious
0: well, there was um diana was showing me a thing that apparently he met john singleton on the set of Pee Wee's playhouse yeah. when he was cowboy curtis and john singleton yes. was a pa and, and oh, with wow. rob zombie Rob Zombie was on there? Really?
1: That? Yes, as a production assistant. Amazing. Yes. Wow. amazing. I, I think the first season, because like that's how ragtag and arty it was. The first season is filmed in a loft in Brooklyn, and then it moved to Los Angeles. But like, oh, cool. That's that's how it has those vibes. But, it was with, yeah.
0: But yeah, Lawrence Fishburne actually got John Singleton coffee. And, like, mm-hmm. that that gesture, like, made them friends, and John Singleton was like, you know, what? one of these, I'm in film school right now, I'm going to be a director, I'm going to make a movie for you.
2: At USC, by the way. Mm-hmm. That
0: movie was Boys in the Hood. And it, Which, yeah.
1: again, like, that man, Lawrence Fishburne, have the most fascinating story. One of my favorite things you can see on film, you buy the uh, new 4K Apocalypse Now, they have Hearts of Darkness on there. Lawrence Fishburne is 16 in that movie. Wow. And like implying that he lied about his age to get into Vietnam, they have behind-the-scenes footage of him, and he's just talking like a kid, like before a kid becomes an like you know how you like yeah you know sometimes I just like you know just want to do stuff and like Lawrence Fishburne is talking like that. <laughs> it's so surreal to see him as. So now I'm thinking about it. He was in Apocalypse Now, and then worked. <laughs> On Pee Wee's Playhouse,
4: yeah.
0: um, <laughs> as, as Larry Fishburne. I think he was introduced. Larry Fishburne, yeah. Cowboy Curtis. <laughs> um, man. So,
1: so Willard he was on the show longer than Phil Hartman. That's true. Yeah. Willard yeah.
0: Wyler, this character in Cod Zombies, uh, he not only narrates the ma- the matches, but spoiler alert: if you finish all of the levels, uh, you there, there's a cutscene where the characters throw him into his own movie and this is not the end of him because now by putting in a code you can play as him
3: the pains I go through for my art I'm expanding the set don't worry it's within budget (laughs) (laughs) let's not have so many power switches in the next film (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know if you recognize that voice playing in the background. It is David Hasselhoff.
2: What? David Hasselhoff. Uh, oh, David Hasselhoff. Roommate. He's,
0: he's the DJ at the the Space Zombie Land Park, and uh, he and Paul Rubens. There, there's like a special dialogue that you will only get if you're playing as Willard Wyler. Wow! Well,
1: if it isn't the one, the only Willard Wyler, master. I'd say long time no see, but what's time for this?
3: Uh, right, you are, but perhaps the winds are shifting
1: tonight. Is that right? Well, then, I know just a song to play for the occasion.
3: <laughs> Somehow I knew
1: you would. It's the end of the world as we know it. But I feel fine, baby.
2: <sighs> CalArts friends, Paul Rubens and David Hasselhoff, man. That's oh, so cool. Wow. Yeah, they were, they were roommates world. in college. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Learning to draw yeah. Bean
0: Mouth together. <laughs> in that <Cal> art style
2: <laughs> yeah it's uh oh, it's, wow small small hollywood video game world like everything's converging in this one but mm. man i mean i, mean, I just want to yeah. know like can can it's you combine top. playing as as uh as paul rubens with the snoop dog voice pack <laughs> you know like snoop to the deal double jizzle i, I don't here. know if
0: there was a snoop Dogg voice pack for that one there was a ken jong voice pack which, oh my uh, god! Really, that's it's weird, and I thought about it briefly. and It's like eh, it's like six ninety nine.
2: What are you out of your mind?
0: Yeah, it's probably uh, nine. Are you out of your for mind for straight multiplayer? Um. But yeah, so uh, Call of Duty: Infinite Warfare that, that secretly that had the best Paul Rubens video game role.
1: Who knew? I mean, at this at this point, it's the saving
0: grace of the game. Go buy it yeah. <laughs> for Paul. Like uh, come for the, the space hijinks, stay for the Paul Rubens. I come on, acquisition.
2: Love... That's going to be on Game Pass. Let's mm-hmm.
1: go. I Want love it? that man so much, and there is no greater joy I get than watching Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Wondering about Paul Rubin's sexuality as he constantly denies the dick to Tommy Pickles uh, the entire time, because that is who the voice, that is who plays Dottie. And it is very clearly Tommy Pickles' voice Mm, the entire time. mm, 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 mm. (laughs) I'm a loner Dottie, I'm a rebel, that's very clearly Tommy Pickles. Right. Yeah, um I
2: forget her name, the actress's name. Um, I
1: know I had to explain that because I was looking at Michael's face. He's like, "Am I going to edit this out?" and like, "I have to make it relevant no, for the host." I, I was so just he completely doesn't.
0: lost. Like, "What the fuck are you talking
1: about?" "Have you not seen the movie?" I watched the movie like once every two or three years. I, I, I last
0: watched the movie, I think I was probably in 3rd or 4th grade. So Wow. Whenever, are you kidding? Like, You're overdue. Whenever it was I, new on video is when I watched it.
1: I won a trivia contest about it 3 years Amazing. ago. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. I love Pee-Wee's Big Adventure. It was like did my first favorite. Did you have to pick up your prize movie. at
2: the, uh, the basement of the Alamo? <laughs> Every time
1: someone says Alamo in front of me, I still go, Alamo. Like just, <laughs> like Pee-Wee does. I'm getting goosebumps just did, thinking about did, it. Did you it's see like, that? Jan
0: Hooks is dead, too, and that's her. I that's,
2: remember the Alamo. Did,
0: did you see that the Alamo on Twitter yes! had, had a little tribute to him saying, like, yeah. you know, we... People, visitors still ask us where the basement is every, every so often. And it's like, yeah, people are saying, like, Paul Rubens is so iconic, the Alamo remembered him.
2: Mm-hmm. My, my <laughs> yes. favorite tribute so far, though, is near where I grew up, where the, uh, the dinosaurs that are at Cabazon, California, which is like now famous for outlet malls. Uh, and it's on your way to Palm Springs, but they painted them up in the peewee, uh, the suit, the gray suit, you know, with the bow tie. They so. couldn't
1: paint it up like Jenny Lewis from The Wizard. No, Sorry now. Sorry now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That would be totally pointless. But but <laughs> that is the sequence. By the way, just if you don't watch the movie, watch that sequence. Like that's the dirtiest scene in the whole movie. Where remember the guy comes to beat him up and thinks he's fucking his girlfriend, and mm-hmm. everything they're saying is like a huge innuendo. I didn't get for twenty years. Yep. Um. Yeah. Twenty years—it just proves that Pee-wee, like the Muppets, like old cartoons, wasn't meant entirely for children, and snuck a lot of things past your brain. Yeah, and uh, I think that's one of the reasons it holds up. It is like—it's uh, hard to recreate. And Pee-wee's Big Adventure is one of my favorite movies ever made. And Paul Rubens—I'm I, 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 really gonna miss that guy. I'm really, really yeah, fucking, also I'm hard really to recreate. Sad.
2: We'll never yeah. we'll you'll ne- we'll never get another Paul Rubens. So.
1: I, I think his affection for uh whatever his nostalgia was, like, who does that? Who appears as a different character? Like, we didn't know his name forever. If you the credits say Pee Wee Herman as himself. <laughs> and the the scene of him acting in his own movie with Morgan Fairchild. <laughs> Mr. Herman, Mr. Herman, you have a telephone. It's one of the, he can't stop looking at the camera. It's one of the funniest it's fucking so scenes in the it's whole so universe. So, yeah. <laughs> How he, he smiles, he mouths everyone's dialogue and smiles <laughs> right. after they say it.
0: It's so I good. I love
2: it. It's so funny. <laughs>
0: Eh, all right. Well, that has been our top five. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we'll talk about some news and some new releases, some, some Baldur's Gate, <laughs> some Venba. So stay tuned.
1: get scratching Would you like exclusive
0: bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com/lasertime. It supports not only this show but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste.
2: I was considering uh cloning you and my voice. Oh. And then Didn't find the time to do that, but that's within the technological
1: abilities. I mean, there's. So, with that in mind, and we talk about replacing people, I uh, would like to reintroduce JR here.
2: Hi, I'm JR Rawls, and I suck, and I'm gay, and I don't like my kids, and I'm a stupid moron with a big butt, and my butt smells, and I like to kiss my own butt.
1: So, I went to the trouble (laughs) over the last couple weeks of extracting long form audio. AI sucks. I admit it's not good. It's really dumb. That is less than three minutes of JR audio. Granted, you know how I could have done that quicker? I could have called him. I could have arranged an appointment with him. I could have paid him. But this I got to do for free.
2: And it's today. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you five years, probably less, you're going to be able to take the podcast we do, select my voice, and just say, copy all instances of this voice, clone it, it and it's going to be... Utterly indistinguishable from me to anyone listening. Hi, I'm Jr. Rawls, and I
0: suck. Yeah,
1: totally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally. Get Bonus Time, a weekly, uncensored, and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com
2: slash And
0: welcome back to our second segment, where we're going to dive straight into that rich and varied section that is known to us, and to the world, as.
4: The releases,
0: they the releases, uh, Remnant Two, we talked about last week, but I guess you guys want to talk about it more.
2: I I played it. I played it, and yeah, it's it it's. Before, a, I played it before. <laughs> yeah, Chris played it before, and then I finally had a chance, and it's it's exactly like Chris said. It's it just it's very much what. I wanted out of a sequel, which is like take all the good stuff about the original and then just give me a lot more. You're not wrong though, Chris. Like the, there's a lot of cinematics to start mm. the game. You're just like, come on, man! I just want to fucking shoot some shoot some tree monsters it, or whatever it, and get. It, it in does here, go but... away after a
1: while, and there's so yeah. much more than tree monsters. These are some of the most insane enemies and bosses i've ever but, fought
2: but they've added so great. many more archetypes which is their word for class they've added uh the skill tree systems refined and better and it's just like yeah but it still has all the you know the trappings of the original game like i love that they call a rifle a long gun just because like the the fiction in that in that game is kind of like yeah it's it's post apocalypse we don't know how they don't know what guns were called back in the day because that stuff wasn't passed on from generation to generation but yeah you
1: get you get one pistol you get one big gun hmm. that's Mm-hmm. Pretty much what it means. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Lung gun can mean any, like any number bit. of things in the real world. That applies to rifles, assault rifles, shotguns. It yeah. does.
1: Yeah. You can get a 150-clip pair of assault weapon and then fire off a double-barreled barrel shotgun mm-hmm. at your The your
2: developer's in Texas, so if there's one thing they yes. know about, it's guns. <laughs> it's where Their name all is my Gunfire school. Games, so...
1: <laughs> the game is, is so... Fucking good! It is so it's so pretty, and like this, the shit that happens, it's so it's it's very very souls esque. Like it's no longer like this, like oh little b game that sort of like it's a thing of its own. It's very very good. It's it. I I hope they got rid of the soulsy trappings.
4: No, no, no. no, But it it
1: it was just like uh, all the environments were kind of the same, Mm. and everything was really Mm -hmm. brown. And now it's just like the biomes are insane. Like No level is like the other. Like, I was telling you guys off mic, it might be a bit of a spoiler, but, like, I don't know what the story is. But it's just like, uh, hey, remember Bloodborne? All of a sudden you end up in, like, a Victorian era with human beings after, like, hours of demons and aliens and robots. Here are human beings, and there's something attacking the village Hmm. um, that will also attack you, but also attack your enemies.
0: But everyone else is just a fucking human. Part part of Remnants Fiction, if I remember right, was that it's it's sort of like a multiverse, right? Because like there's there's the the world that you start in, which is like this post apocalyptic world that's been taken over by tree monsters. But then uh, you you kind of start going through all these different realities, and even
1: the other biomes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, And there's there's a lot more in this game, and I've played a ton of it. And every time I think I'm about finish it. I'm nowhere close. I'm nowhere close. It's it's very very good, very very good. Very
0: recommended. Cool.
2: Yep, yep. We're, we gotta we gotta get together and do a little co op session, and maybe report back on that because it's it's meant to be played that way, and we've we've been playing Thanks. solo. But
0: well, uh... I,
1: I realized I put on a whole feature length movie during a, and I'm on a di- higher difficulty, and uh, that movie started and ended, and I was not done with the boss. <laughs>
4: wow,
1: <laughs> and, wow. And I, but it's one of those things where like I don't like this is one of the bo- there was one of the boss fights in there like it would seem unfair it is so clever and so amazing you don't mind dying constantly cuz like shit i got to get the hang of this and i need to see the whole area before i can start firing at stuff i don't want to spoil it but it's it's so fucking good
4: so nice. good
2: love it Cool. Michael, what, what's Vemba? It sounds like a, a, the enemy character from the new season With of Stranger Vemba came what's out going on this,
0: this week, and I played through the whole thing on PS5, which was kind of a bummer because I found out afterwards on Game Pass, and I could have played it without spending <laughs> the...
2: Fifty bucks or you whatever. You gotta stop I I, know,
0: I got. I, I keep forgetting to check it, first thing.
2: There needs to be a search engine that's just like, is this thing on Game yeah. Pass? <laughs> so, yeah. so that Michael um, can stop.
0: Well, it just, I, I just, I need it advertised proactively for me, like, it's on Game Pass! It's on Game Pass, you dumb motherfucker! Don't, don't buy it from somewhere you, else. If you didn't know,
1: like, that's what TV Guide is now online. What? No one really? needs a printed out copy of what's on television, you need what's well, where the, where is the mm-hmm. streaming? That's what T V Guide does. Oh, I see. It'd it'd be great if there was a like a, a Yeah, I like uh, a
2: I use an alternate service called Just Watch that I can't recommend yeah, yeah, enough where like if you're like if you're like trying to figure out like is this thing free to me somewhere with one of my mini streaming subscriptions, just watch so, is guy.
1: I just like... find that they're all kinda wrong.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah,
1: Venba
0: is it's it's maybe like between sixty and ninety minutes. I I, I would hesitate mm-hmm. to call it a visual novel. It's it's kind of a lot of animation interspersed with cooking mini games. And what, what? it's
4: it's, it's about
0: a young mother who begins as young, but you're, you're you're going through her life. She and her husband emigrated to Canada and at the start of the game they're talking about like well do we really want to stay in Canada we can move back to India there's really nothing keeping us here and she discovers she's pregnant she has a little boy and they decide like we we should stay in Canada because he'll have much better opportunities here but
1: more poutine
0: but the the thing is that you it's it's kind of largely about guilt it's it's about motherly love and it's about guilt uh, the first scene is like her husband, like getting up in the morning while she's sick and he's like, oh, okay, I'll go to work. It's like, she's, what about your lunch? There, there's some, uh, there's some batter to make these dumplings in, in the fridge. Just, just go steam them. It'll take like five minutes. Like, oh, I don't know how to do that. And so it's like, okay, I'll do it for you. So, you know, doing the mother thing, getting up and, mm. and that's your first mini game is making these little dumplings called Idlis. And, uh, but, but a lot of it's like that. And so that you, because you're involved in the preparation of food, you kind of understand like what a labor of love it is. And it's like this, the cooking is an act of love for her family. And it, it, Mm. I don't want to spoil too much, but it becomes kind of heartbreaking because it's the story of a second generation, uh, Indian kid as much as it is anything else. And this, you know, their son he, he will do things like she'll, she'll make him a lunch and he'll be too embarrassed to eat it in front of his classmates So he'll just go hungry Ooh. and then come home with the food and not, it sounds like a playable Pixar's kind of, yeah, a little, well, a little bit, yeah. but yeah, it's sure. It's also I mean, about like, we, we that, wanted to stay in Canada. So our son would have better opportunities, but now he's ashamed right. of what he comes from because he, he, mm. he, he doesn't want anything to do with it. He just wants to be a normal kid in Canada and...
2: That's how I feel as an American when I go to Canada. Mm-hmm.
0: But there are parts, yeah. and...
2: Who wants and a gun? There, there are, oh, it's candy-ish. There
0: are parts later in the game, and it's like, a little bit of a spoiler to say this, but uh, you, you know, you see a text exchange between the mother and her son, and uh, you can... You get a, a trophy or an achievement for this. You can scroll back up and see all of her other text messages, and a lot of it is just every wow. single day, Good morning! Hope you have a great day. Okay, good night. And just no answers from her son, but just daily texts from her. And it's like, uh, Oh, that's
2: just parenting, yeah. by the way. That's it's straight still, up It's still
0: parenting. sad. And it feels like this was an attempt to expiate guilt. And it's like somebody figuring oh, out, see. like, all the things that their mother did for them as they were growing up. And, like, uh I know.
1: Moving closer to my mother, just, I'm having computer problems. Like, so am I lady, leave me alone. And like, I never would have said that when I was living in California. (laughs) You would have flown over Uh, and helped her. No, I would have been like, oh, that sucks, call the Mm -hmm. Geek Squad or something like that. Or giving giving (laughs) her some advice like, (laughs) shut up, mom, I'm ignoring all your calls. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, But I've read nothing but great things about this and I downloaded it, prepared to play it. I had a lot of other Mm. stuff going on, but like, it sounded like the perfect anecdote in-between remnant, like, dude, just chill out with all the fucking hard enemies and enjoy this beautiful, yeah. independent I, I, I really like it.
0: it's very short I choked up at certain points during it, like, it, it really makes you feel just sort of the, you know, the crushing sadness of an immigrant mother who's uh, creating food you know, amazing dishes for her ungrateful child I mean, the closest I've come to crying on this show is us talking about Pee Wee for yeah. an hour. So, I mean, <laughs> so, wow, two two I almost in a, in a single episode. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, Baldur's Gate almost 3 is finally out. How many
2: bears? How many bears Ooh. did you fuck, Michael? That's all in I want to know. That's three. all they want to talk about. Did you fuck bears? Are you not aware of the memes about this? I'm like peripherally It aware. was like this whole video. There's like this whole video. It's, it's, it's not an actual... It's a druid who is in bear uh, form, and you can... You can have sex with the druid in, in animal form, but that, that became all anyone, for a while online, at least was talking about about this game, is like, yeah, there's a bear sex scene. You there.
1: can rape people as a bear? Why wouldn't people be
2: talking about that? How do you have consensual sex with a bear? It's a druid. It's a, druid. It's in a in human being form. in bear it's form. It's not you. It's more like you having sex with a furry with them with the costume yeah. on. That's all. Uh, you know, it's, that there's seems a like a there. very accepting society. Like, <laughs>
1: Are you a real bear? No. All right. Then this is all, all news to me. <laughs> yes.
2: You're one of those bears in that Chinese zoo that they think are human beings.
0: <laughs> bear costume, Have you seen that? So I've I've had this oh. since. Oh, where they think it's a human.
1: They think it's a human in a bear costume, yeah. But it's like,
2: no, that bear's just underfed. It's just a skinny mm. bear,
1: like a skinny bear. Yeah, but I see it every time I see an elephant, I just see two vaudevillians in an outfit. Like it. Like right. I see the knees. I see it.
2: every time i see a rhino i think of that ace ventura 2 scene so the game oh i don't want to play it backwards i (laughs) yeah i've I've had this since 2020
0: when it came out in early access and the early access is still kind of janky and you know i played it for you know Hmm. an hour or two when it came out and then it's like oh it's coming out again i should play it for another hour or two and you know, so I, I did, and you know, it's it's great. It's by Larian Studios, the the Divinity studio. Uh and so oh, it has a oh. lot more humor than I would expect from like previous Baldur's Gate games, and it you know, it's a it's a fun adventure, very point and clicky and then pointy pointy clicky combat. And uh but but like really well-designed, like you can sneak up on enemies and just like, I'm just going to lob a long-distance attack and take this guy out before he even notices and we'll just skip the turn-based combat altogether. It's got cool dice rolls. You roll a d20 every time you need to do something and it it has a really cool feel. I stopped playing when I realized none of the early access saves will transfer over to the final game, which is supposed to be Mm, immense no, like they've yeah, they've no. been advertising like you know over a thousand hours of gameplay and yeah. cutscenes and recorded lines like that seems who still wants that really overwhelming but uh <laughs> I, but i the thing is it's like it It, it might be one of those things where it's like it sounds incredibly poor people with a high PC, <laughs> <MC. laughs> sure i don't know i don't know but, <laughs> but it, <laughs> it might be one of those things where the game is not so much long as it is broad because it seems like there are a lot of different choices that you can make. Like Christmas Day. Shut the fuck up. Thank you. I've been seeing. <laughs> I've been you. seeing stuff about how like you can be the good guy, you can be the bad guy, you can be an apocalyptic villain that turns into displacer beasts and just fucks people up.
2: It's it's very. This is the Pillars of Eternity team, isn't it? It's like the thing they did after. No, no, it's those it's the games. Divinity team. Divinity, okay, well, so, okay, but that's what I've always heard about Divinity is it is one of those games of like, hey, there's a kajillion hours here because you can break mm. the rules mm. of this game if you want. And it seems like they they made a game with sort of that same idea in mind, but it's with a, with a different structure, but just as long as their games – and yeah, they are ridiculous with the – amount of con- it's it's i think it's kind of both it's like both the amount of content they create and then the fact that like because you can kind of break the game and play it a thousand different ways it's you're you're getting a lot out of that content
1: basically yes it's what it's why why uh Tears of the kingdom is so wonderful like they sure designed yeah. ways for you to mm-hmm. break it that is a giant task <laughs> uh it's a giant thing to put in your design a uh, design flow i just can't even imagine it yeah. At all. And I just want to go back to Remnant real quick. I had one thing written in my notes, and that was... um notes? Back vaginas. Back <laughs> <So> vaginas.
0: vaginas.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's so many enemies that you want to, like, spin around or get them to run past you, and they all have back vaginas, and you <laughs> shoot <them>. up <laughs> across. You shoot your mod weapons in their back vagina. It's the, it's the oh, best... God.
2: It's the best... Tr-
1: Video game trope of the year, you, back vagina.
2: You just sound like Rudy Giuliani trying to be sexy with, as he's sexually <laughs> harassing an employee. Mm. Your back vagina's oh, mine.
1: I, I saw him crying today Good. on YouTube, which Good. is like
2: Good. a violation of my First Amendment rights. Like,
1: didn't you try and fuck
2: Borat's <laughs> daughter? Shut up. Every the fuck time <laughs> anyone refers to that troll as America's mayor, I just want to vomit mm-hmm. in my
0: mouth. That, that was 22 years yeah, ago he anyway. was America's mayor. Now he's. America's uh, pervert granddad. Who oh, you keeps mean he so wouldn't leave the
2: job during nine mm-hmm. eleven? <laughs> is uh, so. Is Baldur's Gate three PC only? Is it? Uh... I'm
0: not sure. Actually, it might be, and it might Ooh. be that uh, I haven't looked into this. You can tell. Um, might be that it's coming to consoles later. Yeah. So, uh, oh, that's right. So it's uh, it's Windows this week. And PS5 in early September. So if you want to play it on console, mm. uh, wait a couple weeks. Uh, Xbox Series at X and S is uh, TBA, according to the Wikipedia page.
1: Does TBA hopefully were acquired
4: yeah.
2: by you? <laughs> um. <laughs> no, I, um, man, I, I've i kind of been playing a lot of very meaty RPGs lately and these games have always intimidated me like the divinity game. So yeah, I don't, I don't know that I will dive in now, Michael, I think you played the original Baldur's gate one and two. Yeah, back yeah, in Yeah. I the played, day, I right? played a You're, bit of yeah, both yeah. of them. Um, is, is this like those in structure? I
0: mean, in, or is in, it in terms of, like, it's thing. an overhead uh, point-and-click RPG where... And, and I, I say point-and-click, you know, that, that sort of means, like, that old style of adventure game where they use thing with other thing. It's it's different yeah. than that, but, you know, mouse cursor, you are moving characters around in a top-down, isometric world. It feels a lot like Divinity 2 or, like, the Divinity, Origi- or Divinity Original Sin 2 or the uh,
2: Divinity Original yeah. Sin Remake. Yeah. Um yeah. Right, I think these are called CRPGs, right? Computer RPG, the term technically yeah. for that stone. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, that okay. British
0: c word they they like to throw around.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. But, well, the only back, only the yeah, back seas, yeah, yeah. Chris. Not, yeah, is, not, not the, not on the one. It is a Dungeons though. and
0: Dragons game, also, so it uses D and D rules. Fire your mod to the back sea. <laughs> <sighs> oh, back. Tell vaginas. me about Nick, Mickey's Whip. back vaginas in Disney Illusion Island.
2: <laughs> uh, Another oh, thing we need to play co op because apparently that's what the, this yeah, thing's well, all it's a, about. Yeah,
0: well, it's a beautiful
2: thing,
1: and like, uh, kind of a game starring Mickey. I think the reason why that kind of fell by the wayside it was like kind of weird for Mickey to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and here's a game that I am not that interested in because until I like with a friend's kid or with a friend, yeah. but like yeah. a, a great co op experience because the only there's no real combat in the game. The interaction is, you can hug characters to give them life, you can throw a rope to them, and you can give them warp spots if they're having trouble. But that's, that's what the interaction is. The rest of it is like, you don't jump on things' heads, you don't fire things. Uh, you are just platforming, like pure platforming. And it's just not what I'm into right now, but it's like... That wonderful, wo- wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I've only had like two it. drinks. Wonderful world of Mickey Mouse just ended, but it's like the same. It's not the exact same style, but it's the same
2: Similar style. style.
4: Similar and, style, to um, that
2: new runaway train r- railway ride at Disneyland, right? If you want to like, say new, I love you forever, man. All good. The, the ride's I, new. The ride. The, the ride like is four years old. <laughs> no, man, that thing is like this year. I thought. No, it was pre-COVID, and, and hmm. um. Well the last
1: three no, years no, don't no, count no, sorry.
0: as years under COVID. Like
1: No, I know. That's why I I like people who love the cartoons are, are shocked they're ending the series, but like they're ending the series, but like the series started with Disney Plus. They were still making those cartoons before Disney Plus, before there was the series. I'm sure it'll keep going, and here's an example of how it might in games. Cool. Because uh, it's fucking hilarious if you have not. Played.
2: Oh, this is, mm-hmm. dude. No, dude. I'm talking about at Disneyland. You're thinking Florida. Yeah, that thing's been open at Florida. It opened January 27th of this year at Disneyland in in California. Oh, sorry. Yes, it,
1: op- it It replaced the Great Movie
2: Ride like four years ago. It, okay, yeah, but here mm-hmm. it, in I think it's in Toontown at Disneyland. But anyway, it's that style. It's the also I got a Toontown. Huh. It's the classic Mickey style that actually isn't. I don't think ever Mickey ever really looked like that in the classic cartoons. He looks sort of like that. It's kind of a riff on, on classic Mickey style, you know, he, where he's...
1: It, it's, it's neither, but it's like, I always say like, this is Ren and Stimpy really gross, really, really fluid Mickey mouse cartoons.
2: Uh, very funny. And the, the, the game is really funny. This just reminds me, um, sort of a recommend, if you have Hoopla or your local library app, um, I am right now reading a book all about the original Disney animator strike, uh, which, oh, which shit, takes yeah. place not, not too far after the events of that. So I'm trying to look up the name of the book. for Oh, Disney, the Disney Revolt. So uh, very timely, obviously, with the strikes going on around Disney yeah. and all the studios right now. But, I believe uh, you,
1: that's like uh, a young Bill Melendez was disgusted and left created his own company, and partnered up with Charles Schultz to make Peanuts cartoons for the rest of his life. Oh, wow.
2: After the, the Disney strike. There's a lot of uh, a lot of those animators here went off and did other things because of that strike, but uh, yeah, anyway. Hmm. Yeah, so we, we obviously don't have much to say about this game. No. We need to get our hands on it, but it, it, it seems like one of those games where, like, if I, I don't, would play I don't with my kids. I don't
1: think the game's for any of you or your audience, but, like, if you want a starter platformer for your kid or something you can play yeah. with your kid, like if if you can imagine, like there's nothing to shoot, nothing to kill, just get through the level. Yeah, um,
2: but it's like a Metroidvania with that. It, it's only it's, forty, by the way, too. So the price is sort of right that's if you want <laughs> to. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not that long. It's not that long. I, right, uh, yeah. I'm just shocked. Like you you being the guy who champions yeah. like the epic Mickey games. I really expected you to have finished this But now. not the like
1: there are fewer things I hate more than the illusion games. You don't like Castle of Illusion, that's true. Oh they're the yeah. worst. Yeah. They're the worst. Yeah. Sorry, Matt. Uh, but, <laughs> but I like it. I like I like the remake uh, of Castle like of Illusion. I like the uh what was it, the the DS, three D S one? Um that was the only good illusion. Uh the other new release I wanted to tell you about Twisted Metal Show which I am on record here Ooh. saying, like, fuck this, this looks mm. dumb, I'll never watch it, is, if you go in with those expectations, like, this is Citizen Kane of <laughs> Twisted... <laughs> <laughs> it is It is so good! I was so utterly surprised by oh, how you went. fell for my
2: monkey's paw! No. Ooh, I'm is Neftamel playing Mackie.
0: Calypso? No, maybe... Hmm. Maybe, (laughs)
2: maybe. She's just in the
0: trailer saying, like, "Like, uh, you do this for me and I'll grant you your heart's desire.
1: uh, Yeah. Anthony Mackie plays a random character. And if they reveal him to be a Twisted Metal character, I'll be disappointed. Uh, But he's hilarious. And your favorite Twisted Metal cars appear, but the people who are driving them aren't the characters in the game. And to Mm. that, I say... Applause, who gives a shit?
0: Those characters were never. Sweet tooth is the only one that matters, and he's in it. He's played by Will Arnett. Exactly. He's in it. And if you haven't seen it, it's voiced by Will
1: Arnett and it's brought to life by Samoa Joe Mm -hmm. from uh wrestling. And like he is a fantastic physical actor, whereas Will Arnett is not. Yep. And they choreograph so well. Like you even see like his jaw moving
2: to the same line. It's such a cool character! I saw a behind-the-scenes clip of Samoa Joe talking about... The reason he's so good at this, or one of the reasons, is a lot of wrestlers, when they first get started, they wear a mask, like a lucha mm. mask, and they have to learn yeah. to work past the mask. because like, it, it, You think about it, it's a handicap in wrestling to not be able to emote, to see your face, your eyes. Like As an actor, you, you are, it basically takes away some of your tools. I rolled my eyes at the idea, but combining those two very talented people made one of the
1: more interesting characters I'd seen on screen in a very, 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 very long time. It is worth watching the show just to see how they do Sweet Tooth. And he's the only character I've seen thus far who is driving the right car. The right cars are there, but not the right people driving And
2: frankly, he's sort of... If Twisted Metal had a hero, which it really doesn't because they're all dirtbags. Like, they're all bad people basically going to hell. But it's like, he's the hero. He's the main character of Twisted Metal in terms of the game franchise. He's the guy on the cover all the time. But what's, what's
1: what's, what's even better about the show, if you're our age... Uh, Y2K ended the world um, and <laughs> and so basically everything that was popular when Twisted Metal was around was the last thing that had been created so well, like I love it. homeboys driving around listening to Cisco and Oasis <laughs> I love um, it but, I mean, and it's yeah, incredibly violent um, it, the, the, the CG tech is you know not good
2: but hey, what, the what car is this on Peacock great. what the fuck is this on it's apparently? on Piscock yeah. please okay
0: okay
1: this show It's
2: streaming on this show. I think I think we might have just given the next GTA writers something. I that's never sort of... ask
1: anyone to Photoshop something for us, but that logo, <laughs> like logo, Piss, Jode. Piss, Jode. Piss Jode. But it, like, I was utterly shocked by how entertaining it was. The Twisted Metal show is the best video game show we've. Better you? than last. No, of come
2: us. on, you. <laughs> You didn't watch Last of Us then. That's a I did. I sorry. Last
1: of Us is much better, and uh, what was the other? Castlevania mm. is better for sure. sure. But yeah. like I didn't, I didn't expect to like Twisted Metal in it's any way. It's the best way, video game really show really except for now. all the other ones.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> until yeah, the Knuckles Show comes out, thank you very uh, much.
1: The the idea Castlevania and um, Last of Us are really strong on story. Twisted Metal has no mm. story for the most part. Uh, characters have goals. They sort of get them at the end of the game. That's it. In like it's a it's a yeah monkey's paw. Of the game. They had it's like, yeah, they had, had to make wish. a universe out of like. Well, why are these people doing any of this? And it works. It's
0: fucking good. Watch Twisted Metal. I thoroughly okay. recommend okay. it. I'll check it out. I will. Uh, in the meantime, we should move along to. <laughs>
2: I think we might have been humming two different melodies, but we got there in yeah. the end. No, yeah, we were the Looney Tunes theme song. I love know. it. Um, let's see. This this should not be surprising news if you've been listening to this show or just kind of following the video game industry. But r- reports are out. Nintendo. Is seemingly targeted targeting the end of 2024 for their next gen console, and um, I think honestly we sort of predicted that on the show several times. We're like, it, it really does feel like Geniuses. Switch Two is probably next year. Um, and actually, this this puts that last direct really into context for me. It's like, oh yeah, the, the reason Nintendo was showing some stuff, including that Princess Peach game, like which goes into early next year. I think this director's meant to be like, this is sort of like, this is the swan song for the Switch. Here's all the cool Mm. stuff you have as we close out this generation. And you can bet next year if they have a new platform coming out, like they're going to have a whole series of directs focusing on all the cool new games at launch for that new platform. Especially if it's coming out around holiday next year. Like, this one... This one seems like, it's, you know, it's still just a report. Nothing's confirmed. Nintendo hasn't come out there and said, yes, this well, the, is happening. The, the, but... lead,
1: leading to more credibility was issues about the screen. That
2: uh, that it's LCD only, not LED. Right, right. right,
1: because like that's how people predict these kind of things, mm-hmm. is wh- where they're calling the hardware from. Yeah. The, the screen yeah. will not be OLED like the Switch OLED, even though the PS Vita was fucking OLED. <laughs> True. Um, probably the first OLED screen any of us yeah. ever had. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, that, that
2: somebody having that information means something is happening.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, but- yeah, well, it means, it means like some, some, some factory is getting sourced for parts and that's a lot of the time how this stuff leaks out. I think the other part of this report, uh, which was coming from, um, video games Chronicle, like, um, uh, devs apparently have dev kits or certain select developers have early kits out there and that's the other way the stuff tends to leak out like i still can't believe remember when the ps5 dev kits leaked and we all were like there's no way it actually looks like that and then i saw one of those monstrosities it sort of did. in person
4: <laughs>
1: it sort of did and uh and and um i don't tr- my biggest worry about the new nintendo system is not being able to play my switch games yeah, I've been system.
0: seeing a lot of people saying, like, please just make it, like, a better version of the Switch. Don't throw everything but away on some new that's gimmick thing. that's not
1: backwards compatible. Nintendo seems very reluctant to make a new mm-hmm. Switch, but ah, it's, it's outselling the Xbox, but it's not selling as much as we'd like. So it is going to be, like, even if they don't call it that, it, it sounds like the Switch 2 and everything will work because they don't want to build a new infrastructure for anything.
2: Well, And I heard that it is um, as confirmed as it can be. It has the handheld mode. So yeah, it it is a successor to this very unique. We have to remind ourselves the switch is sort of the first of its kind. Like it is a, uh, home console that you can take with you on the go, which uh, honestly is one of the best-selling features yeah, of the game. And, but like
0: every every Nintendo, th- I use it all the time. On every trips. Nintendo console is built like since since the Super NES. Every Nintendo console since it has mm-hmm. been built around some gimmick, and the Switch's yes. gimmick is very palatable. Partly because it's optional and it's useful. It is extremely useful yeah. to be able to pick up the video game console gimmick. and play it on the bus.
2: And right, it made sense that the people it. who, like Nintendo, for years dominated the handheld market. Like there were, they're almost like the two video game, con- you know, core video game markets of like, well, there's the home console stuff, and then there's handheld. And Nintendo dominated the handheld, and now they 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 have the only console platform that can sort of do both. So it would make sense that they would continue this. It's very much in their lineage, is I guess right. what I'm trying to say.
1: And that, that the other news story I sent you was about evidence of how bad nintendo's online infrastructure is and it was like after five months mario kart 8 and splatoon are playable on wii u again congratulations it, how bad are you at online do you have friend codes do you have can you look at well, friends' I think names? think what no. surprised us about
2: the story is these are two games that have been out of commission sit for five months and we we were all like, why bother? Why would they fix that? Like it's it's on the I, Wii I U. Mean, they, like they're if, very
0: popular. I'm guessing they still have active player. Have bases. I never never told you that that like I let
1: uh, I think I told the story a while ago. My friend, her son was obsessed with Mario, and she's a single mom, and he's holding up this like Chinese bootleg thing. I'm like, do you not have a Switch? Like no, we it, you can't justify it. And like, does he want to play Mario Kart? Take my Wii U. Uh, has all the Mario, literally all the Mario games on it, and I asked her for it back a few weeks ago because I am a shitty hoarder with consoles. And she's like, "He's still playing it. He he he's still playing. He's still playing it. I'm like if he's still playing it, keep it. Uh, but when he's done, Please. bitch, yeah. give it back." <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but uh, I thought it was so like how how bad is Nintendo at infrastructure online? Do we have friend code? Do we have voice chat? No. But people can send you a message and hijack your console yeah. <laughs> online. That's what they were fighting for five months on the Wii U. That someone can, someone can hijack your shit online.
2: Right on right. the that Wii U. That was the story. That's why they had to fix it. It was a security That's vulnerability. That's how bad
1: they are. And I promise the Switch isn't any
2: better. Um, but yeah, don't look. Don't
1: if there's a new Switch, don't look forward to having a great online ecosystem. That's all I'll say
2: because of oh. this news story. Well. All right. Well, a new story that probably wasn't written by AI, unlike <laughs> the next story. Have you guys been following the saga of Glorbo? It, All hail yes, Glorbo. Uh, no, so, Glorbo. So, so So, well, I mean, it's I not know, a real pretend thing. Pretend I'm a listener and I don't know. It's, it's not a real thing, but it is a thing that basically, um, oh, those internet pranksters um, – People started. They wanted to trick AI because you know we've all kind of been to those articles where like this was not written by a human being. This was scraped Mm -hmm. from the internet, and it it is somehow this article just threw a series of things together that may or may not be based in any actual fact. And and folks sort of prove like, yes, this does actually happen. I always thought
1: it was clickbait because maybe Matt, you're like me, like uh, Disneyland makes an insane change, and it's like I click the article. Disneyland was created in 1955 yeah. like Jesus Christ why are we starting from this and then the like the reason three why we all know is down,
2: that's been meant that was those articles had to be written that way to gain S- the Google uh, algorithm it's algorithms. just like it always like,
0: begins with a stupid history lesson or an anecdote about oh yeah. on cold winter days my mother used to make this porridge and <laughs> blah 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 10 paragraphs later have the actual recipe
2: stuff like that Right right but uh, and, and the way those came about, or will come about in the future, um, is AI will will kind of put all that together for you. Because why pay a human mm-hmm. being to write all that filler garbage? I love that we have now computers writing articles to trick other computers. Can yeah. we start the computer war where it's like basically, you know, the, the AI is fighting the Google search yeah. algorithms? Because that's basically what's happening with this.
1: Laser Time said, I am gay, will not tolerate. <laughs> what, what they um, did was they just <laughs> must, must started strike. talking about. (laughs) Uh, glorbo
0: this exciting new feature called glorbo that's coming to world of warcraft oh yeah it was a fake it's a fake
2: boss right i don't think
0: they even specify they just say they said we we can't wait for this to be added in this upcoming update we're very excited about this feature and then like this this, right some article was like world of warcraft players are very excited about glorbo being
2: added but 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 i love what they did the players as people do when when it's like a fake thing they started to i think some people did name it as a boss others named it like michael said like as this feature like and so what happened is the ai it didn't know what was real so it just put it all in that article and it's like it's very <laughs> yeah. obvious the article doesn't know what the Glorbo is the thing is, is. that like article
0: had a byline like uh, lucy reed i think was the name and and now i wonder like was that really did they actually trick a chat gpt bot or was that some poor, harried freelancer making, like, $5 a post who was just like, fine, Glorbo, fuck it, yes, here it is.
2: <laughs> and they couldn't words. find like, out what it actually yeah. was, so it's just like, my players players have, are both, very have both excited. Written,
1: written game news, and you have to go to Reddit and, like, this is impossible to mm. source, but this is the thing everyone's talking about. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Uh, you have to but make they did decision. it again.
2: By the way, they they so that They're was dead. with World of Warcraft. So now the Destiny Two community did it again, and they fooled another AI website in the process. And so you, you, we all know how this is going to end. Every gaming community now is just going to start a Glorbo mm-hmm. meme, and it will continue to trick AI. It won't. It won't have any lasting effect in the long run because the the CEOs will still want to push AI tech because you know because whatever they it's can do.
0: cheap and that's all that matters. Just fill out content, and that'll draw an audience.
2: In the meantime, trolls, do what you do best, which is expose how ridiculous and how stupid this shit is and troll the hell out of these AI bots and and show, like, yeah, basically so distrust of all this this technology by showing how you can game it. We should be doing that, by the way, because people are going to come in and have this assumption that AI is right and correct and accurate because it's computers. And it's like, if you can just show enough times, like, no, no, they're very easy to fool and they're actually written to... To just kind of regurgitate things that they're stealing, by the way, things that they steal and use under the guise of open source, but it's not. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you need to show I mean, that. This was happening
1: before AI, though, because did we do that news story like a long time ago about some website was associated with? Like, we keep a detailed new release list. And people just copy and paste our new release mm-hmm. list. So we they started making up fake
0: games. That does sound familiar. And that, yeah. there was
1: no computer involved, but, like, basically highlighting lazy. Yeah. well,
0: there, which, there's also, like, know, just AI. a bunch of fly-by-night sites. And I think they're mostly based in China so that we can't really go after them. Or, you know, at our old job, we couldn't go after them for copyright infringement because they would just copy-paste entire articles and post yeah, them with, with the a new
1: headline and, and
0: byline.
2: Yeah, yep. the picture hosted on mm-hmm. our
1: site. <laughs> like, what the fuck? How is this legal? Yeah.
2: <laughs> and and this and by I love that what they call it, by Glorbo posting, mm. people are able to expose that and basically out those sites is like, yeah, this is one of those sites that basically has bots scraping the internet and just writing if it if a term pops up enough times. They will just write a fake article around it because they're trying to capitalize on SEO yeah. and, and at the end of the and day, that, ad that's revenue, the right? The more people that go to that article. I've gotten to the
0: point where I will go to those sites all the time because if I'm having trouble with something in a game, I will just say like you know game title and then the part that I'm trying to get past and I will just right. click on whatever the first yeah. thing that pops up is that tells me how to get past it.
2: Yep, and usually it'll be one of those bullshit articles that explains the history of Destiny to uh, you, and you have to get to the last paragraph. Sometimes you won't find that solution you're looking for. What's weird
0: is I will usually find an article dedicated to the thing I just asked, like that specific thing. So yes. it's like you're not even writing a strategy guide. You're writing individual posts for everything someone might have yeah. trouble
2: with. Yes, yes, yes. Because each one of those pages is another chance to host a different yep. ad yep. unit. That's Ugh. why they do that. And it's... Uh, yeah, so... So um, so, all hail Glorbo, mm. the future of the internet is And if you didn't listen dire. to the
1: Patreon.com slash Lasertime episode about AI, I had to confront the idea that, like, 50% of the jobs I've had in my life can be replaced right now by existing... I mean, AI. badly, okay. but... <laughs> But sufficiently enough.
0: Mine were funny. (laughs) AI is already (laughs) delivering Chinese food. Damn it.
2: (laughs) I don't understand why creative endeavors are the first things they're going after because, like, there's definitely some, like, automation and stuff that can happen. It's like, you would think creativity is the hardest thing for AI to do. If you write
1: code, if you analyze legal stuff, like, yeah, yeah. You're fucked. Like, uh, this is coming for a bunch of people's jobs. Um, And it it looks clumsy now, but, like, I've been experimenting with one AI uh, to make fake sound clips. Um, it has progressed so far in five months. I mm-hmm. everyone is fucked. Everyone. And if is you fucked.
2: if you think billionaires like Elon Musk are going to save us with his solution, you haven't been paying attention oh. to Elon Musk lately.
1: Elon Elon Musk wants to soak up your salary to pay the heating bill on his seventh mm-hmm. house. An entire industry, he will soak up the stuff. That's what this is for. Like to like steal multiple people's job. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's awful and weird. And I'm very much considering going into like air conditioning repair because that's the. That sounds like an expensive robot. <laughs> you can't yeah, do right. that. It's true. It's, it's true. true.
2: It'll be you and, and Donald Glover's character. I, yeah, Community. I have friends <laughs> who are
1: lawyers and engineers, and like they're aware this shit is coming for them. It's not um, well. I don't think it's lawyers that need to worry about yeah, paralegals, paralegals but like legal reviewing. Yeah, paralegal yeah. analysts, and and but like engineers in particular, that's a six-figure job figuring out how to write computer code. Guess what's better at that? Computer. No, I didn't need rhetorical. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, I can't get this image to display right. I gotta. I'm making fun of my engineer friends who. I gotta wake up, fix this, and go to back to
2: bed for nine hours. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: it's coming for you, yeah.
2: man. Yeah, but in the meantime, Glorbo's coming for you, and maybe Glorbo will come to Final Fantasy XIV because they had a care about a now. big anniversary, <laughs> uh, which I do. They had a big anniversary event, a big celebration where actually they they had quite a few announcements. So first off, um, probably the most exciting for players the fifth major expansion was announced. It's coming to the game next summer. It's called the Dawn trail expansion. So it continues on basically what, it, from what I understand, every one of these expansions is its own 40 to 60 hour RPG just contained within. So it's like that game at that point will be like a 300 hour experience or just the Witcher three, as I call it. I'm getting um, to,
1: I'm almost done with wings of destiny. I'll, I'll get to
4: it. <laughs> That's
1: a final Fantasy 11
2: reference for everybody else. <laughs> right. Around. Right. Um, but, but this expansion brings a big graphical overhaul, which is nice. And then it also brings the first time this game will be appearing on Xbox. Because uh, Phil Spencer oh, right. made yeah. a surprise appearance on the stage and announced that the game, which I didn't really realize, it, it is pretty much only on PC and PS5. Because I see it so much in like the PS5 store. And that's that's how they suckered me. It's like, hey, Jump get the in. new expansion for 20 bucks or whatever. Um, so it is coming to Xbox and will come with the current... I hadn't realized, like, one of the things keeping me from playing this game was the monthly fee, which it's one of the few MMOs that can still kind of require a monthly fee. Then I looked into it, because this part of this announcement was that Xbox was getting the very generous uh, free trial. This game's trial right now, I think on all the platforms, you can play up to level 60 for free. Now, if you if you pay the subscription, like, you get some bonuses, and it sounds almost like a Battle Pass model, but it's like, you can get till like, the, I want to say it's the, the end of the first or second expansion for free without them then requiring like, yeah, give us money to pay to buy other expansions or give the monthly
1: fee. The blood, sweat, and tears of hundreds of people over the course of 10 years can play for free.
2: Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, basically if you haven't started, get in now. You got a year before the next expansion (laughs) comes out to catch up on that, all of that content. But uh, yeah, looking pretty cool and I am excited. And if you haven't played, oh, that's the other thing. It's the game is crossplay, so you can play between platforms, but it only, it only like gives you credit for the expansion you bought on that platform, right? So like, pick your, you got to pick your platform eventually, and that's where you should be buying all your expansions. So anyway, uh, Final Fantasy XIV, lots going on, lots of exciting things. This is a story. The next story is related to one of our new release games from last week and this week. I just thought this was so clever. So Remnant Two has a hidden class in the game. That folks were trying to figure out how to uncover uh, and then it turns out this uh, this class can only be unlocked through data mining um so the basically the developers kind of wrote like they're like, well, we knew that people were gonna data mine our game anyway because that's what people do they they crack these games and data mine and so they wanted to put a puzzle it's sort of this meta puzzle it's like that we're basically. The only way to figure out how to unlock this class was for data miners to break the code, get access to the source code, and then post. And, and even by the way, once they posted, like, "Well, here's how you get it," it's still super, like, ridiculous. The stuff you have to, the hoops you have to jump through. It's like you have to go to this one certain door in this certain maze with these certain weapons equipped, and you will be able to unlock this all new, exclusive data mining class. Oh, wow! So, so uh, yeah,
0: I, I just cool. when you said that initially, I thought this was like, oh, this is a DLC character that they put into the game and are meaning to unlock when the DLC's finished, but no, wow, that's
2: kind of no,
1: and
0: they actually like I think sort of hinted at people how they can do it. Like,
1: yeah, sort there are of hints in the game. To, yeah, that. no, like uh, the, the, the the social media is. Just, oh, right, right. here's how you do it. We don't want to keep this, and if, if we didn't say it, Michael, because I know you're the one who does not played, played it yet. You, you ever like struggle with like what character type do I pick? It's I think it's brilliant where like eventually you're like you can have, add a second
2: character oh, archetype. Or cool. yeah, you you're struggling investing in other ed- skill trees, right? It's yeah. uh, you want to be
1: an explosives guy, a gun guy, a medic guy. You can do both. You can do you can do both yeah. at the same time. If you if you yeah. look at you do have to look it up. But like uh you eventually unlock it's it's I think that's brilliant. Like not having to make that decision. Um you can level up yeah. two classes at the same
2: time. And this class in particular is called the Archon class. But what I think is brilliant is, like, giving people almost an incentive to do the things developers normally hate that people do, which is data mining. It's like, well, we know they're going to do it anyway, so let's create some buzz around our game and some player additional player engagement by, like, incentivizing them to actually data mine this thing. That's It's pretty ingenious. So. It's fucking nut, man. It, it's, it's my very high up there in Game of the Year from me. I, I probably should have said this earlier, but just as a reminder, like, I launched the original Remnant. I worked on that game in marketing didn't and so I did. work on 2? I didn't work on 2. I do have a soft spot in my heart though for Remnant and that team. So take what I say with a grain of salt, but it's still a good game. He no wouldn't even me. vote for it as Game of the Year, which is why it didn't come hmm. close. <laughs> and it
1: should have. Um, it should have, because Matt abstained. Hmm. Uh, I loved Remnant 1. I know. And uh, 2 is so much better. That's awesome.
2: That's awesome. Well, anyway, that is all the news that is fit to play. All right, well,
0: let's move along to the community segment, which, as always, is segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week, as you Mm. might remember, was, what's the first game story you remember getting actually invested in? On VintageGamePodClips.com, first answer was Shortstacks, who says, For me, the first time I pushed Ninja Gaiden into my NES, the potential for story in video games changed forever. We all knew that the low-resolution, pixelated graphics were just a stepping stone to more lifelike visuals. Then one day in February of 1997, Next Generation magazine let us all know that Epic's new game, Unreal, had reached that apex. Yes, this is an actual PC game (laughs) screenshot. Well, I felt similar about the cutscenes in Ninja Gaiden. Sure, they were brief, but they were cinematic and more than just aspect ratio. The music, movement, and shading gave each story beat a vibe. A minute of setup gives me gives me motivation to go find out what happened to Ryu's father. But more importantly, what a video game could do when it's not limited to 139 kilobytes of storage. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I know I've told that story a billion times, but um, one of our like five local movie theaters had a Ninja Gaiden thing at the movie theater. And my friends and my sister would just... Go and stare at the Ninja Gaiden machine because it like, hey, free movie. <laughs> free, yeah, it's yeah. a free movie in the intro. Like, uh, holy shit, this is just a very cinematically yeah. well told. But, but intro. even the
0: NES game, that might have been like the one of the first games to have like dialogue cutscenes where you have close ups of the characters' faces and it's showing action oh, that yeah. you can't show in the game.
2: Certainly one of the first uh, with that stuff front-loaded at the beginning mm-hmm. of the game. A lot of games back then, like, the cinematic was your reward for beating the game, and it would typically be, like, one right. or two screens. But, like, Ninja Gaiden it like, like they, it's starting they every act. Uh,
1: attract mode. I remember, like, I was working at Capcom, and, like, why, whenever you hit start, is it still screaming Resident Evil or
0: Street Fighter?
1: I know it's very Vince McMahon. But uh, <laughs> but it, but it always did because that's how arcade games work. You have to shout your game's name every time someone puts a quarter in, and uh, a
0: lot
2: of beeps and blooms to game. overcome. But yeah, yeah I, I remember. Yeah, that totally. that, but it's running on idle. The
0: first first time that I heard those referred to as cinemas, like that's what they were called in Nintendo Power, yeah. like the cinema scenes.
2: Well, that's how you could yeah. tell the British had started writing for those well, was way before then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> British hadn't even discovered uh, televisions yet. <laughs> I'm, kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. They had a world war. They were playing ZX Spectrum uh, games. Me mm-hmm.
2: Everything was from an isometric perspective. Yeah, yeah. It's really strange.
0: Sega Master System, anyone? Anyway. A man riding a woman riding a motorbike
1: says, Commander Keen, episodes one, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh, marooned on Mars on MS-DOS. Growing up, my older brother had an intense one-sided rivalry with me, uh, so when I decided I wanted uh, to see if I was able to beat a video game, I knew I would have to do it in secret so my brother wouldn't flip out and erase me. Oh my gosh, <laughs> wow. I did not have a brother, so I'm like, this to me is like a horror movie. Uh, Or play obsessively to get ahead of me. Uh, You saved and loaded using the the number keys, 1 through 9, without actually displaying whether uh, there was anything already in that (laughs) number. Oh, man. So I chose slots 7 and 8, hoping he wouldn't accidentally save over my game uh, uh, while he was trying uh, the numbers out of curiosity or boredom. I had to keep track of his activities and uh, only play while he was with his friends at basketball games. I had to do this for what felt like months, but was probably only a couple of weeks at most. He did finally uh, find out when I was done, but uh, wasn't able to catch up. He was so incensed. um, Mm. Almost done. Uh, He was so incensed that he did it. He dedicated himself to beating Commander Keen, Episode 2, The Earth Explodes, first, (laughs) even though I had moved on to Cosmos Cosmic Adventure. Wow. This Sounds like someone outside the United States. Good oh, Lord, I don't Commander know, Keen.
0: those were big PC games in the, the early 90s.
1: I mean, I yeah, I was had to that last episode with you and Kohler sharing memories about a game
2: I'm not sure is real. <laughs> <Cowartek> <laughs> it up. is very real. Um,
1: yeah,
4: <laughs> never, yeah, not
2: uh, not the first thing when I think of when I think of video game stories, but sure, Commander Keen, why not? Um, let's see, all right, from the official laser time community on Facebook, we have Daniel Peckham, who I will just say up front. Daniel, I'm going to read your response, but watch the length of these posts, folks. Dear Lord, this is a long one, so buckle up, Buttercup. All right, not to sound like a broken record, but Borderlands hooked me well and good. Granted, it's not the first, as I've always been tended to get absorbed in whatever story I'm reading, but for me, it's one of the best. In Borderlands 2... Uh, there's going to be some spoilers here, folks. I will just copy it up front. Uh, a big part of the storyline involves Roland, the ex-military guy from Borderlands 1 and now leader of the Resist- Le Resistance group in BL2 and how he recruits the player to the cause of fighting back against Handsome Jack. We get it. Once you meet series favorite Tiny Tina, you discover that Roland had become sort of a surrogate father and mentor to Tiny Tina, helping raise her in the insanity of the Borderlands. And then about three-quarters of the way through the game, again, spoilers... Jack kills Roland, uh, which intensifies your need for revenge from Tiny Tina and and Lilith and and the Crimson Raider group. Then the DLC. Tiny Tina's assault on Dragon's Keep damn near broke me. In the DLC, which takes place after the main story, BL2, Tiny Tina is DMing a session of Bunkers and Badasses, the Borderlands version of D&D. Throughout the story, you encounter Sir Roland, the White Knight, and it's revealed that this gaming session is a way for Tina, as well as all the other Borderland mainstays, uh, to come to terms with Roland's passing. Playing the game within the game is Tina's method of coping and grieving her surrogate father-slash-mentor-slash-dearest friend. It's jarring to suddenly go from wackety-schmackety cartoonish antics to a deep discussion of death, Loss and grief, but it's handled so smoothly and beautifully. The pain in Ashley Birch's line readings for Tina feels so heartfelt and so real, and it takes these characters from goofy fun and gunners and and fleshes them out into actual characters with thoughts, feelings, needs, and wants. Uh, Closest thing I can compare it to is when Mr. Hooper passed on Sesame Street, and the resident adults had to explain what death is to Big Bird. I cried at both instances. To me, writing like that elevates Borderlands from a goofy Schluter into an engaging and heartfelt work of fiction, and I can't wait to see what else Gearbox has up their sleeves for future BL games in the live-action film... Finally slated for... This guy's a narc. He's telling us the release date of the movie. This guy works for Gearbox. Oh, this is a Borderlands God. narc.
1: Follow Kevin Hart on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> right. Find out uh, more. And,
2: anyway, it's coming August 4th like next year. like you said year, fun allegedly. and
0: gunners. That's, That should be a term.
4: You know, fun uh, instead of running
0: I want to plug a play here. Like
1: a play I saw recently. She fight she Fights Monsters, I think it's called. But it's about a, a sister who her little sister dies, and she wants to know more about her, and goes and plays D anD D with her her character being talked about. Learns that mm. she's gay. Um, it, the fucking it was a really I played that game. It's called day. Gone Home. It was a great game. Again, it's it's different. But <laughs> it's, it's, I know it's different. It was <laughs> way funnier. Um, Sorry for just ruining the twist of, or one of the twists of Gone Home. No, no. Uh, from the Twitter, as Matt would say probably Shenmue (laughs) AlexEaster8 AlexEaster8 says probably Shenmue hearing the drippy DC boot video before I could see it CRT was still warming up Uh, (laughs) wondering what would happen uh, in the next story was exciting Uh, what new leads would I get in the notebook Uh, would it still be snowing Uh, was Innocent still alive wonderful game I say no. (laughs) No, First
0: Shenmue was amazing for its time. It's the sequels that kind of felt lackluster, because they never really evolved much past that original formula. No, it was was technically... You know what movie
1: is technically fun? Pearl Harbor. Is it? Um, No one's recommending that to anyone.
0: (laughs) At JeffBTW says, As an impressionable high schooler from 1996 to 2000... The Resident Evil franchise was the first whose story slash lore really took hold and had me personally invested. I took it so seriously, I even wrote fan fiction to fill in the Oof, story. I'm sorry. Oh, did I say impressionable? I meant stupid. <laughs> Entirely <laughs> his words. <laughs> Just want to say
2: you're only human, Jeff E.T. Dub. You're only mm-hmm. human. We all make that mistake and eventually write fan fiction, and um, your sins are forgiven. Um, All right, new question of the week. Who's
0: your favorite mainstream actor who crossed over into video game voice acting? I'm kind of at a loss, so I'm just going to say Bill Murray in Ghostbusters. He didn't make a habit of it after that, and honestly, his performance was kind of bad, but it is memorable. No, but it is still really fun. Yeah, it is funny.
1: He's still being Bill Murray, but he's not like... It sounds like he's talking to you in a tent mm-hmm. the whole move the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> like he's not he, he, These guys are toast. You'll never yeah. get that. It, th- it's that more. This
0: happen, guy right? is toast.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, is that it, Ray? Is that what's happening? That's my impression yeah, of the Ghostbusters yeah. game, which i played. Ackroyd in those way. games actually does
2: a, does a great job. Oh, everybody I, I wish does. all those
0: guys would do more voice acting, especially that Harold Remus guy. like what whatever ever happened to him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, kidding.
1: we have AI now. We can clone no. his ass, put him in, in another sequel. I uh, can't obviously. wait for
2: the Stripes video game coming anytime now. Anytime. <laughs> oh my God, Bill Murray wrestling TCG I, I cannot
0: believe that the main twist of that movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife, uh-huh. was spoiled by a toy that, like, a two toy set yeah. that was released under the title "The Family That Busts Together." Which is no awful!
1: <laughs> I mean, the, the toys now are, are the things that always spoil it. Yeah, I guess. I remember showing you guys like, do you want to know what the Riddler looks like? Because the new Legos are out. And even though the movie, there's been no stills of this at all. Here yeah.
0: he
2: is. Well, same with uh, Independence Day. That was the
0: original toys spoiled it. and it's like, you had that
2: the oh, aliens
1: sure. in
0: their heads opened up and revealed smaller aliens. Oh, no!
2: The term for that? Toiler.
1: Mm. It's Spoiler. a Toiler oh, yeah. alert. yeah. Uh, Disney is good with that, but, like, whenever that Spider-Man... The Spider-Man movies come out, they always spoil shit with Boyd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, yeah, it's like... Part of the fun yeah. of those is which villain's gonna be in it. Well, they gotta make a toy yeah. for that villain. I like so.
0: that they kind of, with with The Force Awakens, uh, worked around that by introducing action figures that had nothing to do with anything in the movie. Like, what the yeah. fuck is Constable We well, yeah, yeah, don't know.
1: <laughs> and if you, if you read about, like, um... Drogu, uh, better known as Baby Yoda like uh, John Favreau had to like appeal to everyone to like we're not making a toy out of this because that'll spoil it because that's how things are spoiled. He knew that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why for like the first year, baby, if you don't know what it's like to have to work, you always have to work with China and you have Mm. to work around like Chinese New Year and you have to get things in like a year in advance and he just appealed to Disney to say Let's not make a toy out of this. Let's make this a real big surprise, so no one knows this is coming. That's why there was no Grogu merchandise available um, when it was the most popular.
2: Yeah, it's because there's. I mean, I've I've been through it. Even with game stuff, it's like there is tooling where the actually you know you have to get the model right, and that takes a lot of time. But like, if you put stuff on a boat, as you call it, which is literally it's putting product on a boat versus shipping it via plane like freight mm-hmm. the shipping cost is exponentially cheaper by putting it on a boat but in order to get it here on time that takes literal months like boats still take a yeah, while and, and to and cross oceans, in the purview
1: you know? of like nine hundred thousand people <laughs> yes and yes I, I just, customs I agents we
2: were, and yeah all, all kinds i was of working on thing. something
1: and like it's chinese new year i'm like
2: well have a good day he's like no it's like no two that's weeks like two, to two a weeks month. yeah and, we're and, shut and, and, down
1: yeah, like so, like this is going to be an even bigger delay. But that's that's the way the world works, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, voice actor, mainstream voice actor who crossed over into video game voice acting. Mine, or, or just
2: mainstream actor doesn't need to be voice actor; can be anybody.
1: Well, mine is kind of a Paul Rubens type. Okay. Uh, Nathan Fillion.
0: Mm, that's a good answer. Yes. Good
1: answer. Wow, really good. Nathan answer. Nathan Fillion um, in Odst. I. I Sorry, Master Chief's voice sucks. I need a weapon. Like this guy's like a fucking Wolfman <laughs> Jack well, DJ. Well, yeah, that's he where sucks. like the most
0: iconic <laughs> video game voice actors came from for a while. Was radio, like Duke Newcomb's DJ, true. John Saint John. He sucks. Uh, Master Chief was a DJ. He sucks. And
1: and that was like the first time. Like Jesus, I really care about this person. And, and like his voice in Destiny as Kate hmm. like was initially. I, I, I like I'd that game so much. He was like. He wiped out everybody. Good. Like, like that was the end of the level. I played a thousand times. Good. And then he eventually became way more funny in Nathan Fillion. Oh, yeah. Uh, once they fired Peter Dinklage. You know, that shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he became but, but, outright wacky in that game. I but it shows how, how good Nathan Fillion is. Nathan Ooh, Fillion, yeah. like, I would right now die on a microphone to give Paul Rubens two more weeks on Earth. Same for Nathan Philly. Same with Nathan Is Nathan He's Philly amazing.
4: dead? <laughs>
1: no. I'm okay. just saying, that's how much okay, I care about him. I, I love Nathan He did Philly.
0: get bounced
4: around I'm a lot in
1: Guardians 3, though. What uh, a that's true. K- thankless and mean role. He got Bruce <laughs> Campbell essentially, by fucking James Gunn. Um, James Gunn always does <laughs> that to him,
4: though.
2: Look what he did in Suicide yeah. Squad. He fucked yeah, him yeah. up. Yeah, murders him.
1: Like, But before you die, embarrass yourself a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh my God. and he clearly
2: knows he's a good sport yeah. he doesn't care You know, I love the it is the shit. and I wish he was my dad or my boyfriend
1: I don't know which sometimes can you fuck your dad boyfriend
2: my answer is so obvious you guys are going to get mad which is why I'm going to have to give two answers so, so the, the first one the obvious one Keith motherfucking oh, David fuck. Is an amazing oh, actor you know that it? crossed over and just owns any video game part he does, including his parts is in Mass Effect as Admiral it's Anderson Saints like Rose Keith David oh, you know, Arbiter and Halo. or the Arbiter uh, yeah. Man. Mm. So much so, yeah, Keith David is the obvious. So this is why I'm gonna go with one uh, another person we lost, um, Kevin Conroy oh. with his oh, performance of Batman going from um, the animated series and the fact that he was able to do uh, the Rocksteady games and and so many other batman games as that character i, I just love it's it because it's I, like i haven't
1: thrown out my copy of gotham knights despite having played it i
2: i love though that like, we had that continuity right like because we sort of lost that batman character after the animated series but he kept doing okay. the voice in video games and so it's kind of like we we got his batman for like 30 years which we was amazing through his yeah. video game voice performances you know yeah because he's he's the best Bruce Wayne.
1: I just watched The Flash, and how much I don't like Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne, but yeah. love him as Batman. Um, Kevin
2: Conroy was the absolute huh. as, as both oh, yeah. character. Yep. So that that's my. I mean, what? It, yeah. Just and it makes sense, right? He started in you know he's voice actor, just jumping from from TV to video games, but uh, you know that's not an easy leap. And he said, he said, as a closeted, as
1: a closeted gay man, mm. he knew what it was like to present himself differently in public, and in private. Hmm. Um, that was an amazing thing that he said before we lost him. Uh, yeah, he didn't come out until like the last two years of his life, and yeah, had to live a Bruce Wayne Batman existence.
2: Yeah, yeah, but uh, it seamlessly made that transition mm. to games where. Um, Paul Rubens calls out in the behind-the-scenes piece. It's like you got to do three or four reads of each line because there's some context. The stuff, different stuff might have happened in the video game that wasn't planned for, and so you have to have different takes. And it's like this you know, way, just, Legolas! <laughs> this right, way. right. Man, we, you just know that Conray was a pro and nailed that. I would kill
0: to hear so. Ian McKellen do that line reading. Oh, this way, this.
2: <laughs> I'm like a... a cartoon horse, oh, I'm like a list. king of I float <laughs> <laughs> on the ceiling in Mary
1: Poppins. So I can't stop is, laughing. Is this the portion of the show where we do bad celebrity impressions? Because I'm I totally think fine counts with as that. An
0: impression.
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. We, last week, the we Sean Connery thing made me laugh for like four days, <laughs> like just thinking about it. Like everything. <laughs> My you
4: guys Pokemon.
0: Said. So let me show you them.
4: <laughs> let me show you them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh. all right so who is your favorite mainstream actor who crossed over into video game voice acting let us know go to videogameapocalypse.com. apocalypse.com answer into the comments for episode 535 alternately you can visit us on the official laser time community on facebook
1: Can i, can I just put, put a time-stamped youtube clip of that voice
0: you might have a better chance ah, of being revenue. This is this is a good mm. this is a good advice, yes. Uh, ultimately mm. you can ping us on Twitter at VGApocalypse, and we will read the answers on next week's show, in addition to playing clips. Who knows? Uh, that's been our show. Uh, let's go out with some plugs. What do you got, guys?
1: Patreon.com slash laser time, how you support this show. We've had a lot of technical problems lately if you listen to the last episode episode of thirty, twenty ten. Switching around uh, a bunch of equipment, it would really help. And there's some problems with Patreon. And, you know. um, but 30 uh, thirty twenty ten this week, it is my favorite movie I've ever watched for the show that no one gives a ton of credit for. Which penetrated the Zeitgeist guy so hard for two years. Um, uh, no one talks about The Fugitive. I think it's okay. one of the best movies Dang. of the '90s, and uh, I think it's really, really fucking good. And listen to Thirty Twenty Ten to hear my. And everyone is in agreement with me. It's very, very good, hmm. um, and, and it's just I don't know how we. It has a Leslie Nielsen parody, doesn't <laughs> the movie no. Wrongfully oh, Accused? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like. It was so big for like four years and everybody forgot about it. It's
2: so good. You're right. It's a huge injustice at the very least that Tommy Lee Jones line in his reading of, I don't, I don't care. care. That should be an internet meme that I would use yeah. every single day on the internet. Yeah. You know, uh, what's the care? latest point Twitter? What we've mad about? Like, I don't
1: care. If, if he showed up in that moment and said that, you would know everything about his character, mm-hmm. about what he was motivated yeah. by. Like uh, my job is to hunt you, not to absolve you. Yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not trying. Judge, jury, and executioner.
0: Like, I'm just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm care. the guy my who has to put you to back run in jail and chase you down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, the the Simpsons got the best parody of that. I didn't do anything. I don't care.
1: Did they? <laughs> or did the fucking critic got him? House of hmm
0: every pancake house yeah. waffle house <laughs> bottle house
1: like um like it was parody <laughs> and, and everything and then like it's one of those things that like i never hear anybody talk about and I, I i i watched it five years ago and i i wanted to like yell from the mountaintop this is i love jurassic park this might be the best movie of
2: 1993 isn't joey pants in that movie yeah yeah. He's, he's like hilarious. one of the crew didn't that crew like there was like a spin-off movie with wasn't yeah, Harrison yeah, Ford Marshals. it was like just the
1: yeah, US Marshals. yeah. Tommy. Like Yeah. It, it's like if Phil Cy Hoffman from Mission Impossible 3 got an Oscar and they made a movie about him yeah. it. like it's a movie based on a TV show that none of us would remember that no. doesn't matter at all they could have called it anything uh, it's wonderful watch the fugitive I don't care if you listen to the show just watch the fugitive and then give money to Patreon. Done. Sure. Yes. Uh, where we have, we have a bunch of uh, extra sh- shows about Indiana jo- the new Indiana Jones movie and uh, two James Bond movies that came out the same, like within three months of one another. Does that seem insane? It should. It should yes. have a fucking. It should have a multi. Se- multi episode series. Thing?
2: Is this the whole like who it's actually? owns One of the, the most notorious
1: or... things in James Bond history. Yeah. But we watched them both at the same time for our our format, and I hated them both, but I'm in the <laughs> minority there. But, oh, how could that happen? How could, how could you have two Captain America movies in, in like, release three months from one another with two different actors? And they both
2: make bank. It's a little bit of a uh, Night of the Living Dead it's uh, Walking return Dead. Return of the Living Dead. Return, return of the Living Dead saying. situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's see.
4: What hard.
2: I will plug I'm going to see the, the Toytles movie today as you're listening to this. And I've been sort of slowly seeing all the big summer blockbusters because Chris and I, he promised me we're going to record a big summer movie blowout toward the I end of the to. summer after everything is done. And we're just going to kind of recap and. Basically lay out our favorites, lay out kind of the stinkers that we saw, and, uh, yeah, just go talk talk about a bunch of summer movies. So look forward to that. Uh, probably soon. Uh, we're kind of winding down on summer flicks, I feel Kinda like. Windy, yeah, there's, there's that...
1: The box office reports are terrible for all the movies. and like, they were much better than last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, all these movies are really fucking good. Like, uh, way above yep. board.
0: As always, you can visit us online at VigigameApocalypse.com Follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse. Follow me personally on Twitter at Wikiparas Uh, That's been our show. Thanks for listening everybody We'll see you next week
1: there.